right? Is that what you think? Mm. I mean, she's not not wrong. I'm being seduced. Um, in pajama pants, I'm not seduced, a robe, <laughs> no bra, and a tell your and a towel. Tell your this is your wife. I imagine a towel wrapped around. People. This is my wife. Yeah, there's no other towel. woman here. <laughs> That's the better for all of us really and i love your wife she seems great how do you know how do you love her you don't even know her because she's giving you shit and that's why i love her (laughs) (laughs) see now you've turned full psvg now you're Uh, now you're really in i am here's the thing i'm also a woman we don't have to get all hot to play tetris (laughs) i like her so much. you improve your chances if you get all hot to play tetris (laughs) i will attest to that way better win rate but what it's already going to the place. Ooh, okay. I don't have my notes up. I gotta find my notes. Uh, <laughs> I don't. For once, I don't have any other windows open. It's weird. That's, I feel like I'm doing something wrong. It's great. It's a fun little show. Yeah, I'm here for this. <sighs> I gotta. Are they in drive? Where are they? They can't be anywhere but drive. Where else would you put them? They gotta be there. <laughs> Uh, my kids and husband and I just finished watching National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So Nice. We haven't got it's to a- that one yet. We did uh, Home Alone today. We did both Home Alones over the last week. Wow. My, my, the second one is very funny. So I so. feel like I didn't want to get started. I bought all these movies at Best Buy and they haven't arrived yet. I don't know where they are. Oh, no. Christmas movies? Uh, some, yeah. Um, I bought okay. all the Godfathers. Oh, I need to buy that. And I want to buy the 4K Lord of the Rings. Dakota, the new one, the recut. I want to get that. Yeah, I just got yeah. that. And I only have the old ones on DVD. So Me I just too. I just bought all new Blu-rays. <laughs> it's like, well, we're just going to redo this we're all. We're living the same life that I'm living. Well, I want the 4K UHDs of as many things as like I Like, if we're going to do it, let's do it right. Yeah, like, let's... My husband's like, that's an $80 DVD set. I'm like, I don't understand your problem. Yeah, and? I spent, we spent $80 on food for four it's $80 on an incredible, incredible it's amount of entertainment is what it is. The best, the best movies. Some of the best movies, kids. Priceless entertainment. I gotta make sure they've even shipped or something, because I best hope they're just not lost. Here. I doubt that. Because, yeah, I, I do not have them. Your purchases. I have a, a whole email structure for orders versus shipped, and my type A comes out hard. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I yeah. keep my starred folders Monday. for all things. Oh, hey. They all say Monday. I got Trading Places. What? The, the original Christmas specials collection. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, Christmas Vacation. Good. It's a great Nightmare on Elm Street or Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> These are different movies, Donnie. Extremely different movies. <laughs> These are very different. A Bad Mom's Christmas. That's I've heard that's very good. I haven't seen it yet. All of these on Blu-ray. So I'm just upgrading yeah. what I've already had. As you do. Yeah. Yeah. As you do. Uh, hi, Lee. Really? How hi, Donnie. How's How you it doing? going? You know. Same Saturday. Old. I'm good. Yeah. Saturday. Things are good. I need a drink. <clears throat> I like that you fill your drinks to almost the very top of the glass and there's never ice. I oh, respect that. No, you can't water down the alcohol. Well, I mean, if you drink it fast enough, it's not a problem, but I guess it depends on who you are. You're still watering down the alcohol. Uh, well, alcohol will melt fair. ice pretty quick. <laughs> it doesn't take long. How drank, much do you... Yeah, you're right. How you're fast right. are you drinking? <laughs> Look, there's a reason I don't drink Let anymore, Let me ask you a question. <laughs> if, you get a, if, you get a, if you get a cocktail and you finish it before your ice is melted... <laughs> drinking too fast i've done that i have definitely done that especially out where they put too much ice often my favorite story in that regard is my wife 
She got a raise about three years ago. She does not drink. She's okay. She's a shitty drinker. Uh, Glass of wine will put her to bed by eight. Yeah. And uh, she got a raise at work. She was so oh, excited. Okay. Like, just really hyper and manic, which is so not her. Fair just enough. Really zealous. Comes home, pours herself a coffee cup of rum, and downs it. Whoa! Damn, girl, she probably felt like shit a few <laughs> I hours her. later. I watched her do it, and she's just, she's having a moment. She's feeling herself. I'm like, okay. Hey. It's like, you're going to regret hey. this in like three hours. <laughs> Agree. You'd be <laughs> Not mixed, not a cocktail, Whoa. straight. Yo, I oh, A coffee cup. I don't mean like a, like a shot in a coffee cup. I'm talking a I'm talking coffee about like cup. 12 ounces of rum. <laughs> I respect anybody who doesn't drink who can just turn it on and do that. Because that's not like, that's. I have a picture. Pill. I have a picture. Of her holding the toilet as <laughs> she laid on the with... floor. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. Bro. She hates that I have that picture. She's you, she's tried so she deleted off my phone. I was like, like I don't have that saved to Google Photos, girl. <laughs> what do you think this is? <laughs> this is marriage. That's how marriage works. Listeners, welcome to DLC, your exclusive Patreon bonus podcast. This this po- po- podcast is going out to everybody. It's going out to the masses as well as our patrons and a little plug that we're doing for Christmas and just for everybody to get to know the newest co-host around PSVG, Elaine. Oh, hi. Elaine Stryker. Oh, hey. It's weird that I'm not opening this show. It's 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 novel. To be, and... to have, to be on the other side. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I could just chill. I don't have notes. It's awesome. So for those I of you that it. don't listen to the Xbox Empire, Elaine's new. She came over. She replaced Kevin. And uh, we've been off to the races ever since. Like a rocket to the moon. Bang, zoom, Alice. You guys should probably be listening to it if you're not. Yeah. Even if you don't like Xbox stuff. I'm entertaining. Don't worry. I, Donnie's there, and it's great. But For the last 60 days, the Xbox Empire has been the most listened to show on the PSVG Podcast Network. Aww. I believe that is a first that's ever happened um, for any show to do that in that amount of time um, and then not be Nintendo Shack in the history of PSVG. It's a very warm and fuzzy feeling for me because I'm like, oh, people like me. They'll get mad eventually. But for now, <laughs> for for now, now they like me. Yeah. That new host smell. Yeah. I've mm, uh, <laughs> Look, I've been married. I know how this works. You'll like me for a little while and eventually y'all. It'll, it'll get a little <laughs> touch and go, but it's fine. I'm happy right now. So. I give you most of the kudos for it, for sure. Aww. And uh, I really, I'm really proud. I'm not just because I'm on the show with you. I'm just really proud that like just another show. Um, sure. You know, it's like I wish all of our shows were you know, constantly doing like that. But uh, Empire has been on on a rise. I think it's, uh, I told Shaq last night, I think we're up 297% over the last 60 days. That's nuts. Over that's, the previous 60 days. That's, so that's wild to That's me. the last four months or 120, yeah, four months. We're up 300%. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. That's crazy. That's That doesn't happen here. Like in podcasts, that doesn't happen often. So no, I, it, it doesn't. Gives me, yeah, it's like it's nice and warm and fuzzy and everybody's been very cool and very kind and I've gotten a lot of tweets. My Twitter notifications are constantly like <laughs> exploding. Good. And my husband's like, What is happening? I'm like, people on the internet like me. And he's like, Why? And I'm like, Did I we don't get bombed? Know. What's going on? <laughs> he's like he's like, we'll, we'll go watch movies. He's like, You have Was to Was Trump talk. assassinated? <laughs> Why is your phone going bananas? My phone is going bananas because I started shit about pizza toppings on a Saturday night. And I, <laughs> this is why. He's like, why do you do it? I'm like, because I have all this power. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, you know. You haven't listened to any of our DLC shows, have you? No. Ah. So I'm coming in hot. Yeah, there we go. I get to sit here. It's pretty simple. It's basically what you did with Sean. Oh, okay. You ask questions and I answer them? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to kick it off. What year were you born? I am an 83 baby. So you were not that far apart. You're a child, Donnie. (laughs) I showed my wife a picture of Babbage's. She was like, I don't know what the hell that is. How do you people... So no, no, so <laughs> what I wanted to reply with, and yes. hang on, I should have prefaced. Um, <laughs> regular public non-patron listeners, DLC is explicit. <laughs> oh, good, I can. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're gonna I- go places. If you don't like it, turn it off. <laughs> you've you've had your warning. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, I will try not to dump all of the f bombs in here. Because gonna say I'm, fuck like, a lot. Damn it. <laughs> I never get to do that. I'm always like, no, Elaine, be good. I have a right. sticky. Yeah, we do the same. That says not to do that because, you know, be an yeah. adult. So. And for those of you, and like, if this is your first dose of DLC, we've got one, two, or three of these per staff member over on there for the last two years that you can catch up on. We've got over, I think, over 100 episodes of exclusive audio for patrons. I guess I should probably be a patron of my own show because that would be smart. Uh, we uh, get, you know, like you get Strong Style, which is a wrestling show, which uh, we got early access on Decade of Horror. Kevin and Josh do movies. They did like all the Fast and Furious stuff. We have all the DLCs. And yeah. uh, we're hoping to have a PSVG Ladies Night at some point. Yeah, we're working. We're going to yeah, work on that. We're going to work great. on that. That's going to happen. So, get ready, y'all. <laughs> three bucks, guys. Three bucks. Um, you can do that. So 83. 83. I'm 87. See, four years apart. And it sounds like like it feels like an entire generation. It does. It's weird because my brother was 86. So my brother is three years apart from me. And then for like my kids are closer together. So for my brother and I, it was right on the borders of like not getting along and having very different friend groups who liked very different things. So you're extra. Schools. Yeah. And your yeah. extra year is like one more. I'm just like, you're a child. It's have, only four years. I have a cousin's the same way. And um, I think I've brought this up in the past. It feels very, very different if you were, if you came of age before 95 and you came of age oh, after yeah. 95. Yeah. It was like two completely different decades. I agree. That was a huge cutoff. And now kids now are like, wait, you didn't have the internet? I'm like, sit down. Yeah. Child. I think there's Let's a huge difference thing. from like, you know, and I'm not show my ignorance here, but like Nirvana you know, like um, Run DMC, stuff oh, like yeah. that from yeah. like Britney Spears or Blink-182 or that type of thing. Like there's a whole swath of stuff yep. through there. You're talking whew, Bush, right? Bush, I, I love Bush. Bush to Clinton, yeah. very oh, different. You know, president, not the we're band, talking OJ to, yep. to what, Columbine? Jeez. Yeah. When you say it like that, right? Like it makes me feel really old. It just feels like, I'm, and I, I'm just trying to paint the picture that it feels like a different world. It's a whole different world. It was. It was yeah. a different world. It was the world of latchkey kids. Um, we would, and that's still a thing, but like it started to become a very prevalent thing in my, like going into middle school for me where like everybody's parents started to both have to work. Yeah. So people would come home after school. Like that started to be the turning point. You could get away with up until like, I would say the early 80s to late 80s, like one working parent in America, right? That was the norm, right? Right. And then it started to shift where people needed more money or wanted more money and you started having more working moms. So I like my mom worked nights, so she would be sleeping and Mm -hmm. I would like come in with the key. And and that was, I had friends who went home alone, like they were home alone for hours at like 12 years old. Great story about that. Um, Also, those without internet, those with internet. That. 
there was a huge divide. And then with a computer in your house. Yeah. Versus having to go to yeah, school yeah. or the library to use one. That was a big thing, too. So the Babbage's thing was hilarious because what I wanted to reply back to it, but I felt like I felt like I didn't want to like like shame people or make them feel bad. But I, what I wanted to show them was like, this is your uh, your like lovely childhood upbringings or your privilege showing. It's true. Because <laughs> they were like, they true. were in every mall. I was like, I didn't. They were I didn't, in every mall. I didn't go to a mall until like 2005. <laughs> we, went, we went to the mall a lot. Uh, because my grandmother used to go to the mall to walk the, around the mall, right? Oh, that's we cool. never bought. We never it was something bought. to do. Yeah, we never bought anything. She would take us into the dollar store, and we would get something. Speaking the world without internet. Yeah, that's you what didn't we have did. Amazon, <sighs> so you went to the mall, I guess. Yeah, got to well, spend you, some money. We hung out in the mall as teenagers, even with internet, or we hung out outside like the convenience stores, the Seven Eleven and the Wawa, and tried to. That's what I posted. I was like, guys, I know. bought my video games at the pawn, <laughs> pawn shop. shop. <laughs> <laughs> or the yard sale that was my babages <laughs> we so did not we didn't do the pawn shop thing but they weren't prevalent like they were prevalent but my mom i think my mom had a stigma because she had grown up both my parents had grown up without any money um and we definitely struggled when i was like younger but they kind of tried to hide it away from us that we were like on the border sometimes mm-hmm. so she wouldn't bring us to those places you know what i mean so we never we never went to them. i think she really wanted to pretend like you know, that we were leaping above it. I got so, you. You know. Across the six lane highway by myself. <laughs> to the pawn shop. I did chores to get those NES carts in yeah. 1997. My husband. I was like, can I sweep the store my for this copy cut, of Tech Mobile? My husband would cut lawns because he's three years older than me. So he would cut lawns and he would scoop snow for like a dollar for the old people next door and then stack those all up and go to the Toys R Us because that's the other thing. And pull the tickets. I don't know if you ever had this experience. So that was one of the things I was going to say in that little thread is I never went to Toys R Us. Okay. That was one of those things that I grew up wanting to do. Like I can distinctly remember as a kid, like, man, to be one of those kids in the commercial. But I never went to Toys R Us. So when people are like, I saw Mario at the demo kiosk. I have no idea what that experience was like at all. The wildest part about the Toys R Us when I was a kid. Because Toys R Us was around until relatively recently, but the wildest part when I was a kid is there was a, a man who sat, it was always a dude, in a little room in the Toys R Us with a window and a slot. And he was surrounded by video games. That was what he had in the little room. And you would go down the video game aisle and you would pull the, the paper ticket for the game you wanted, pay for it, and then they would stamp it and you would give it to him and he would slide the game through. Because people were stealing them? I don't know why. I guess maybe. What a um, job. I thought he had you the greatest job. You can't get away job. with that shit now. I, I thought he had the greatest job of all time. He sat with all the video games. Yeah, that's a sweet gig. It was the best job, God, right? Automation like, sucks. How depressing yeah. is automation to think that like all the jobs that we had in like 1992. That are a gone. lot of them are gone. This dude used to just, his whole job was to take your ticket, make sure it was stamped, pull the game off the thing and slide it to you and then give you a sneer because he thought your game choice was bad. <laughs> that's what he did. That's what this dude did. I was going to say, was it like day. an older dude or was it like a no. cool guy? It was always an angry teenager. Yeah. Like a, a cool teenager who was like, the hair this was in the sucks. eyes. I hate you. He had a beanie. Uh, <laughs> his Nirvana a flannel shirt. And he would slide that thing under the little. And it was just like, that dude hated his job because he hated a bunch of kids buying bad video games. Yeah. That's what it was. But he did it. <laughs> he hated it so wow, much. Wow, that's a sweet gig. It was cool. I thought he had the best job in the world. I wanted his job. I would tell my dad that. My father would have to try to gently tell me, no, please uh, go to school. <laughs> Yeah, it's please, because like, well, that job's not going to last any longer. <laughs> yeah, please, please. So where are you from? New Jersey. Jersey. 
Joyzy, born and raised. <laughs> I grew up uh, a couple towns over from Asbury Park, famous for the Stone Pony and all of its revelry and concerts and rock stars and all that stuff. Um, and I did not go far because I went to Philadelphia and it's like I came Jovi. Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Springsteen played at the Stone, which I don't. I don't like Springsteen. I think that that makes people like super pissed. Really? Like I love I love Bon Jovi. I don't like Springsteen. Mm-hmm. Seen them both. I've seen Bon Jovi. I've never seen Springsteen. First, like non-movie date, I took my now wife, then current girlfriend, as we were tenth grade. Took her to Dude. a Bon Jovi concert. Dude, that's a ripping. That man puts on a show. Her parents were like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, you were trouble right from the beginning. Only two thousand four. That man like, wears leather pants. Is I got Jovi okay? tickets. Dude. I went to my first Bon Jovi concert like two or three years ago, and I was still like, oh, my God, I'm going nice. to see Bon Jovi. He I'm totally fine. Frenched this dude's wife. And that the guy right. cheered for it. Like he was next yeah. to like on the Titan Tron. He was like, yeah. Yep. That sounds right. That sounds like a Bon Jovi concert. I don't think that experience and, has changed. And uh, Richie Sambora <laughs> changed outfits and guitars every yep. song. Yes. He must have played 17 guitars with 17 different vests and cowboy hats on. That sounds right. Yeah. That's done. I love that that for men is a change of outfit. Meanwhile, Jennifer Lopez goes back and does a whole freaking job. But you guys are like, he put Good on point. a new vest. He had a new a vest, hat. a new hat. Well, you know, he's always shirtless and all that. Dude rules about outfits are so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, that first summer we were dating, I was always trying to go to concerts. I, I used to do a lot of concerts. And um, I, I, the first one that I took her to was Jovi, and the second one I went to take her was Motley Crue. Wow. And her parents would not let her go. Really? It was denied. Dude, I went, I think I was in either 10th or 11th grade, and I went to Newark, New Jersey, which still not a great city. <sighs> then it was less of a good city. It's a shame. And I went, with my, I went with my other friend, and she got tickets to see Outcast. Yeah. And Lauren Hill. Together. Yeah. I was four rows from the front. Oh, man, I love uh, Lauren Hill. I have never seen Lauren Hill's voice gives me goosebumps yeah. still to this day. And I bought uh, the miseducation of Lauren Hill on vinyl and it still gives me goosebumps. It's amazing. And then Whitney Houston rolls up on stage Uh-oh. and just does a song with Lauren Hill. And I'm four rows from the front. And I'm like, this is it. There is no better concert. Yeah, that's experience. it. This is still hasn't been topped. So downhill from here. Worth going to Newark for. <laughs> Was worth it, dude. <laughs> I've been to Newark once. I'll never well, go again. You're still alive. It's I had fine. the worst experience. I hate your state. I hate that damn state. I hate Jersey so much. I came back from that trip just cussing Jersey up and down, left, right, yeah. and the other. Do we do that on purpose? So can we, we get don't... rid of this place? Can we no, no, give no. this to somebody? We we don't want y'all. That's what it is. We make it so uninhabitable oh, for everybody gosh. who did not grow it's up the in worst. Our... We want you guys to leave. And I... we're like, you know, we want you out. The only people who are acceptable are New Yorkers, and we still want them out. That's what I. That's what I tell folks. That's like my little anecdote. It's like I'm a kid who grew up in Cleveland before it was f- fun to be there. Sure. Now yeah. it's like cool. <laughs> it's all like suburban and not factories yeah. run down with broken windows and things. Like now it's all it's been cleaned up. Um and then I lived here in Atlanta and I work downtown Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I'm terrified to go to New York, New Jersey. <laughs> Perfect. We've done it. Kids, no, we've done thanks. It. Ladies and gentlemen, we've done it. We accept the people from Philadelphia because they live and work back and forth. And we accept the people from New York because they have to go to the beach somewhere. And we let them come in during the summer and spend all their tourist money. And then we're just like, we went down to uh, where the devils play. Yeah. It's a 
the Prudential Center? I forget what. Look, you know how many times it's changed its name? I can't. Do oh, this. yeah. I have no idea. I just remember yes. that big old devil sign on the front. Yep. I used to fall hockey. Do. I went there for yep. the NBA draft. And we parked and we got out and we're like, oh, shit. Don made a mistake, Cleveland boy. Lock the doors. <laughs> it's not even that bad. Oh, the it worst, is. It is bad. Worst, it's not that bad. The worst city in Jersey is actually Camden. And I live like not far from really? there. So, yeah. Oof. I. I had to go pick up like uh, like records for my kid in Camden because he was born in Camden, my oldest. That's where the hospital is, just to be clear. And uh, it was like, well, I'm going to go during the middle of the day. Mm, still kind of uncomfortable in Camden. And I lived in Philadelphia and walked the streets yeah. of Philadelphia for seven years. Yeah. Camden still makes me uncomfortable. Oh, so. That's how I felt in Newark. And the ride there sucked because uh, it was raining. And we had, at the time, you guys were building tolls or something. It's like 2012. That's probably the same now. <laughs> we had to stop like every mile and a half and pay a toll. Okay. For yep. like what felt like 20 miles. Like it just never ended. It cost us like $18 to drive. We're like, what the hell is going on? That doesn't sound wrong. We just want y'all to be out. We're like, keep putting the toll boots and maybe they'll We drove around it on the way out. We were like, let's, <laughs> we're not doing it. We're going the long way. Yes. That's most people from here do. That. Oh, yeah. We're like, no, no, we didn't know. Because that's the only time we ever went. And we were, I won tickets to go sit with the owner of the Dude. Cavs. So I got to sit with the owner and like they had like a whole collection of fans, like like 12 of us yeah. in, a, in a row. And uh, the owner came and hung out with us. We got to meet his son and we got to meet Kyrie Irving and who they drafted that night and Tristan and some of the other folks. And I got to see like Spike Lee. I was basically, I was actually like two rows behind Spike Lee. <laughs> but you, but and Newark almost scared you away. Yeah, you? No, it was worth going, but we got the hell out of there. Like the moment yeah. it was over, I was like, "We're gonna drive into the city, we're gonna pizza, and we're gonna take the long way around." That's, that, yes. That's you made we the correct. You made the correct decision. Yeah, you did. Um, so what did your parents do? So my dad, oh boy, my mom's a nurse, or she was a nurse for thirty something years. She's an ICU nurse. Uh, she's a four foot eleven lady who I'm still scared of <laughs> in my late thirty. I'm she scares the hell out of me. She is the daughter of a military father and like lived all over the country and all this stuff. So she's very scary and all in, out of the country too. She was an ICU RN for thirty some years. My father. <clears throat> runs family business family business in my family is a soda distribution company for like two counties of new jersey so i grew up running around in warehouses filled with pallets of soda yeah every that's saturday cool. yes yeah, so mom would work nights so she would work overnight friday into saturday morning and she would get home and tell my dad take them out of the house so i can sleep so dad would like grab us up me and my brother and we would go to we'll go to the warehouse and we would roller skate around the warehouse wow and like climb on pallets. I could have died like 15 times over. Climb up on pallets of soda. We would like, there was this room that they called the boneyard, which is like if a case broke, they would put the sure. bits, of, the remains in there so they could make full cases later. We would steal soda out yeah. of there. We would, yeah, like kid stuff. But that was my childhood. It was a warehouse, like a warehouse rat, you know, like that running works. around. Like, yeah, it was fun. So I was going to ask you what it was, what's it like living, what's it like growing up in Jersey? It's the same as growing up anywhere else, I feel like. Like, I was, uh, I should preface, it's the same as growing up in a white middle class suburban area almost anywhere, right? Like, it was very much, I don't want to go so far as to say, like, sitcom neighborhood, but it was there, you know? It was, we went to the beach. We went to the beach a lot. My parents did the thing where the big thing in Jersey is like, they'll just drive up, drop you at the beach, and come pick you up four or five hours later. Wow. You know, like, don't get sunburned. Bye. So, 
that was like the only thing that probably differentiates it from lots of other childhoods across like Cleveland suburban areas are the same, you know? Yeah, we do have a beach. I didn't yeah, go we, there. I didn't um, go there a whole lot, but we had a beach. Was it? Yeah, you do. Lake Erie. Do. Yeah, I was going to say you have a lake beach. Yeah, we took my beach. kids last year. Um, they'd never been and uh, they kind of blew their mind. They didn't yeah. realize that there was a beach. <laughs> like, what the hell? Where are, why? Like, yeah, there's, there's water no ocean, here too. Yeah, <laughs> There are lakes, kids. I promise. There are other. It's a big lake. That was the other thing. They were like, "That's a lake. We can't see the other side of it." Mm-hmm. You no. Know? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so uh, you've mentioned your siblings. Yeah, I That's... have a brother. My brother's a couple years younger than me. My brother works with the family business, okay. and he's married to a woman that we keep saying we don't understand. She's lovely. I love her. Like I don't hate her. She's delightful. I'm like she's too pretty for you. And my brother oh, just yeah. goes. My brother just goes, oh, no, I know. But just like, don't tell her. Mm. <laughs> it's like, she knows. <laughs> you must be very nice. I think you're a jerk, but you're my brother. So She married down? I don't know. My brother's a good dude. I shouldn't say that. Like, he's um, he's the dude you can always call and he'll be there. I think it's pretty yeah. common. Yeah. Usually the good- girl's much prettier than her mate. Is that true? I think yeah, so. Fair enough. I feel like I it. Know. I don't know enough married people to I feel to like qualify. that's a thing. Maybe I'm just like taking that from sitcoms. Yeah, that's what it is. We got it ingrained in our yeah. Um, to my brother's credit, he is a very good dude, and he will always have your back. So, I mean, she's prettier than him, but he's like a very good person. Well, that's so. good, and I, that's what I was going to say. I feel like for for men, right, they chase looks first, whereas women usually chase, you know, principles or some sort of value. Yeah. Um. You know. Yeah. My I- wife thinks that I I'm funny. That was you a, are. That I was don't want you to sarcastic and funny, and she liked that. <laughs> That's actually, I think, why my husband married me. There you go. The who, he's I've in a bod. Like, yeah, I've got like that personality where he's like, "No, I can bring you anywhere. You can talk to anyone." And he's like very shy. So for him, that's like she's I can bring shy. you to a work thing, and it's I know it's fine, and everyone will love you. And oh, I embarrass the I'm hell here. out of her, but she's very she's she's very shy and so shy. trepidatious, hesitant. Fair enough. Yes, he's kind of like that too. She won't like rock the boat, anything. He's like that too, and I'll fight you. <laughs> I grew up in New Jersey. I'll fight you. Over exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that was always yeah, that was always the 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 fit there with her and I. Yeah. She has a hard time getting salesmen off the porch. You know. Like, oh, my husband's Get the like fuck <laughs> off my yard. <laughs> I uh, I won't even open the door. I'm just like I'll let my my husband's like you're not gonna. I'm like it's the Fios guy. I don't want to talk to him. He's like well what what do you what, just tell him to go away. I'm like no I'm gonna let the dog lose his fool mind by the door. The man will run. Watch on the ring doorbell. Watch the man run. <laughs> man runs. It's just like you don't want this. I'm gonna let him eat you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice. Don't come to my door. Um. So what were you like? As like a like a youth. Oh boy! Speaking of like the eras that you grew up in, youths. I was a very shy, very nerdy kid who wore lots of like uncool or hand me down clothes. Right. So pretty much through till late high school, I was like the kid everybody picked on and bullied. Really? But I yeah, I, I find totally this extremely was. surprising. People who know me now are just like that's not possible. I'm like yeah. I was very shy. I was very like scared of everybody. I was the I bully. Didn't, so I was not. My husband kind of was, but mm. he was a small guy, so he felt like he had to be. But for me, I, I had, but I had like rules, like morals that I would not. I could have been at least okay with the kids who picked on me if I let them copy my homework. I refused to let people copy my homework. I'm like, no, dude, I did the homework. Yeah. You make me miserable every day and you want my homework just to make you not be a jerk. I'm not going to do it. So then they continue to bully <laughs> me. 
I wasn't mean like, like bullying anything like that, but I was a I was a rough and tumble type of kid. I I fought a lot, you know, just kind of where I grew up, how I grew up. That's how I settled differences. But like I never had people do homework or anything. I, I, not like that. Not like traditional bullying. I wasn't like mean to people. They, they I got a lot of that. And but I was, I was so... very much like a punch first, ask questions later type of kid. That's, that's, that was Don. <laughs> and now people don't believe that because Don, my husband, is so different. Like he's just very like low key. He won't start a fight over anything. And I'm just like, you were just a jerk in high school, you yeah. told me. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I was small and people picked tease me because he wasn't tall. So he would start fights. That's what high school boys did you know then and meanwhile i was just like i got bullied all through middle school middle school was the worst i and i was like i would come home oh so sad i would come home and like my house was like a split so you would go up or down the stairs from a little landing and i would go down the stairs turn the corner sit against the wall and just cry but my wife has stories like that yeah yeah i would do it there because my mom wouldn't be able to hear to like i didn't want to talk about it you know, I didn't think she would understand. Nobody who's in middle school thinks yeah. their parents would get it, right? But, I was going to uh, say, I think everybody hated middle school. It's the worst. For, it's like it, very seldom anybody is like, oh, I love middle school. Yeah, the they best. were the kids. They were the kids being mean to all the rest of us. And then they got, then they get out of high school and then suddenly life isn't so, so easy for them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's funny. I had a kid who used to pick on me in middle school, a, a, a girl. She messaged me on Facebook like a couple years ago and she added me and she's like, I was a jerk to you. And I was like, oh, I'm making amends. Been, yeah, it's been two decades. Wow. Like, damn, like we haven't talked to each other in forever, but thank you, I guess. It Did was, you, it's, you know. Did you invite her to like Muay Thai practice? And yeah, no, come here, let me kick your ass. I could have been like, <laughs> I've been saving this one for you for a while. <laughs> I should have, what I should have done is just dished it back out. No, I'm not. Have like person, a mannequin you know. with like her face on it and send her the picture of this, like. It's I've hit like, this every day for 17 years. No, it's, it's, it's the social media bullying now. Like, let her add you as a friend, tell her to go fuck herself, and then block her from everything. That's how kids I'm not mean enough. I don't care. I don't hold that grudge. You know what I mean? Like, I just, like, it was nice. That I'm really glad, out. thinking back now, that I didn't have, like, Facebook and Twitter and stuff in middle school totally. and high school. I feel for the kids. MySpace came it, around, like, right when I was in high school. So I would have been in college, and that sounds right and like, I, to me. To be honest with you, I didn't even use it. Like I, My memories of that is like I put up a couple of photos and like set a song, but it's like I checked into it like once a week. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, it wasn't I, as prevalent as it is today. I never used MySpace, but I was there when Facebook started. And Facebook, you could only add a Facebook account if you had a college.edu yeah. email address. And at first, it was only colleges that they would let do it. And I had an account since then. Um, but like, I worry about my kids, you know, like, yeah, so do I, I worry about that so much. Cause the, cause I was mean, I, yeah. I wasn't a bully. I didn't just like pick on kids, You're but mean. if like, if you caught my crosshairs, I was super mean. And like, I could only imagine like how much worse I or other people would be at that age, like with that sort of access to people. It doesn't sound like a good idea. I was watching that Cobra Kai series that's on Netflix, like the new one, which is better mm-hmm. than it has any right to be. But there are a couple scenes in that where like someone snapped a picture, put a filter on to tease someone and then sent it out to the whole class. And that's Jeez. like a thing that happens. And I was like looking at my husband. He's like, oh, God, like that. He's like, that happens. I'm like, yeah. Or they put it on Facebook or they group text it and make fun of people that way behind their back. And I'm just like, oh, that feels worse. Kids suck. Because at least like sh- when you were in middle school, you knew who it was. And you could punch them if you really needed yeah. to. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's something to be said for the balls to like tease someone to their face. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's still mean. 
but you at least had to have some guts. Now you can just be sneaky and create anonymous accounts on Twitter, and it's terrible. I hate it. Ugh. I, I hate it. I, I didn't want it. this conversation to go there now. I'm like <laughs> in a bad mood. <laughs> Stop it. I'll fix it. Don't worry. I'll say something stupid. Um, were you into like any... Uh, any like activities or like hobbies or do you do sports or band or choir or stuff like that? I tried a million sports and was terrible at them because my parents were convinced that I had to do something physical because I was a nerdy kid who liked video I've been games. trying to do my get my daughter to do anything physical for anything. four years and she but I she won't do it. I was like I would get socially anxious. I was afraid because they were all team sports, soccer, basketball, you know. I was afraid I would let the team down and it would make me so anxious that I would just freeze up. Oh, she, so, she hates the idea of being a girl that does sports. Like just, oh. it's not what, it's not her vision for herself. Her, yeah. The thing that yeah. sucks is that she's naturally athletic and she's fiercely competitive. Like oh, she dad. would be great. She would be great. And that's the thing I've been telling her and my wife. Cause I, to me, I just want to force her and I haven't had enough support to just do it. Cause I'm just like, if we give her one taste of team sports and she buys into a team collective, she'll be hooked forever. She'll never I, stop. I I was the op- I wanted to be good at sports. This was the opposite. I wanted to be because I wanted to be athletic. I was like, well, if I'm going to be nerdy, I at least want to be an athlete. I don't know why in my head that made sense, but it did. So I I finally I grew up in the Karate Kid era. To go back from Cobra Kai back, it was like those movies were a huge thing when I was like seven eight years old, and I saw the first movie and I begged my parents to let me do karate. My mom didn't want me to do karate because she was afraid I would get hurt. My dad had done martial arts as a kid, and he was like, no, no this will help the confidence issue. So my mom finally caves. So I spent 10 years doing karate. I have a black belt in like, you know, Okinawan karate and I played piano. So I was a nerd who knew how to punch things. Yeah. I still got bullied and I never wanted to start a fight. I could have won those. But you, yeah, but you did karate. That doesn't make any sense. I didn't. They, the guy that we had, who taught me karate was like, he had done the Olympic coaching when karate was in the Olympics mm. before it switched to be just tight. And he was like, so adamant, like, it's not for fighting. It's not for fighting. Like it's not for that. So I, I just I, I follow rules. I'm so a it's rule just like follower. a like a like just self discipline. It, it's for self defense and then like discipline. But it's it's never for starting it. Like if you start a fight, mm-mm. like he'd gotcha. be pissed. He would have like he would have been so disappointed in me. And that's <laughs> so what made would, you not do it. And that and I was always can't so let him down. Can't let can't disappoint people. Don't want to let people down, man. <laughs> so I did. Yeah, I did karate for ten years as a kid, and then wow. other martial arts. Other martial arts as an adult, and then I did. Um, I played piano. I played like classical piano because nerd. <laughs> In band or like at church no, or just at home privately? Private private lessons. because yeah. I, I was like like I said the performance like social anxiety thing was one hundred percent there. So mm-hmm. I didn't even like recitals. I just wanted to play the piano. Mm. That's my favorite like, instrument. Me too. I like the way it sounds. We had an upright that sat against a wall. And I have a very soft spot in my heart for upright pianos because they sound deeper and he- like bassier and they're special. That's the one thing I wish I could do is play piano. I'd love to just be able to wail on a piano. It's great. I have a keyboard now that I sometimes plug headphones in so people can't hear how out of practice I am. It's a universal um, instrument. You can play so everything on it. Everything can play a piano. And it gives you an excuse to not be like in a band because you're like, I can't carry this. Sure. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I know you said you were a bully, but outside of that, like, what was school like? Were you I was into like certain? School. Yeah, I was good at school. I was good. I was good. I was good at math, and I was good at science, and I loved those things. And I got so into them. Like, I would be so excited to come home and tell my mom about this thing I learned in science or whatever. I loved school, which was so frustrating because I hated being at school. Mm-hmm. So I was 
I'm actually kind of the same. I was really good in math. Love math. Hated science. Liked English. Really? Loved English instead. I also loved English because I loved to write and I loved to read. Yeah. Um, but it didn't fit with what everybody thought I would be good at. Like, I'm an engineer now, mm-hmm. right? So I obviously took the math and the science. And people are always so surprised to find out. I'm like, yeah, but when I got to college, like, I have a minor in lit. I took James Joyce classes in college because I could. Because I loved it. So I also loved English. Loved English. Yeah. I liked chemistry, and I, but I hate, like, all things biology. Every, like, every way. Or, and I always, I always make the case that chemistry is more math than, than science in a lot of ways. You do a lot, a lot of math. It's very heavy. It's true. I like I liked physics because it let yeah. me apply math. I want to. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to always like. It's just such a tradition. It's the reason I'm a good engineer. I always want to take a thing that's very like theoretical and use it for something. And physics was the way I could do that. So that was my go-to. My first major in college was accounting because I didn't know what I was going to be. Oh boy, that's <laughs> exciting. But just because I was good at math, I was like, that'll be easy. I'll do that. <laughs> you no, know, accounting ends up being more about laws and rules than math. And I would have hated my husband's an accountant and he's just like, he's like, I don't do math. He's like, macros in Excel do math. Yeah, I would, I would have hated it. I'm glad I got out of it. But yeah, that was my, my original intent. Um, <clears throat> so what kind of things were you into? Like, what, like did you, what did you, what did you want it to be when you grew up? Like, what, what? Man, I think that answer changed. I, at first, I wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. I thought, I thought teachers were the Is coolest. that everybody? I think it's a I lot I wanted of to be kids. a teacher. A lot of kids in elementary school are like, teachers are awesome and they know everything, right? So I want to be a teacher. I got to middle school and I was like, I want to do something with computers because we got our first computer late middle school for me and it blew my mind. Like what, like what, I, like what year is that? Wait, uh, I would have been 13, so 96-ish. Okay. And I learned how to install Doom in DOS. Yeah. I played the crap, put wads in my doom, and I thought it was the coolest thing. I was like, I'm a hacker. Of course it is, yeah. It's awesome, right? So uh, when people would ask, what do you want to do? I'd be like, I want to do something with computers. It took till late in high school where I was finally like, okay, no, no, because I'm terrible at writing code of any kind, and I have no patience for it. I want to be an engineer, and I want to build cool stuff. <laughs> that was it. That was, I had no better answer than I want to build cool stuff, and that's what I do. So, you know, it worked out. Outside of that, like, what were you into? Like, what were your things to do? I played a lot of video games when my mom okay. let me. My mom was weird about video games because she would only let us play them after everything for the day was done, right? This was like the the white suburban sitcom mom bullshit thing. Okay, you can play, get video games when all the homework's done, the dinner's done, you've helped clean up, you've taken the, the bath, scrub behind your ears, and you can play video games for an hour, and then you have to stop, and then you read. Okay. So I played video games and I read a ton of books because every time that I would, like, I didn't have a ton of friends. So every time I would, like, not have something to do, I would just, all right, all right I guess I'm reading books. Okay. We're going to read books now. So that's what I mostly did. I spent, I just, my whole childhood reading books. I had a brother to play with. We played Legos a lot. There were micro machines. I built stuff. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was going to say, I was going to ask you if you had, like, connects and all those types of things and we had boxes of Lego yeah. and we would build these like intricate city layouts sure. and then we would piss my mom off. Cause we'd be like, no, we can't put them away. We took yeah. up this city with this police she's station. Like, what are we going to do? Like you can't stay like, here. She's like, it can't stay here because your father comes home for work and then he's walking on Legos and screaming every day. I'm like, yeah, they are now. I didn't appreciate that as a kid. I do yeah. as an adult with children. Those fuckers hurt. They hurt a lot. Holy shit. 
<laughs> I'd rather walk on coals than Legos. Oh, Legos and micro machines. They hurt so much. Oof. Holy crap. So, uh, so you're, what would you like your first console? Like the, the question I was going to ask is what was like your, your love of video games that came from, but I feel like I got an idea for that. So what was like your first video game, like love? What did you like? What was your, what were you really into? The, the, I got an NES. Okay. Like a, I got an NES as like a four or five year old whenever it was out because my dad loves gadgets. So you can see where I get a lot of who I am from now. Tinkering. Um, yeah, he bought the thing because the thing looked cool. And then when I got better at the thing than him, he didn't want to play with the thing anymore. But my love of games came when I got a Game Boy. Original Ooh. brick and I got Tetris. Yeah. Believe it or not, it should surprise no one who knows. Engineer. Me. Engineer and block <laughs> puzzles and bomb ass music. That yeah. remix of that, you know. And I would sit with that thing in the back of the car. <laughs> going to the grandparents' house, trying to play it by like the street lights, you mm-hmm. know, that are streaming in before there were lights for, it, or like a, there was a flashlight that I would keep on the crook of my neck, and I would play Tetris for hours. And it was my car ride thing. Like when we went to Florida, took the Tetris. That was where like I was like, no, video games are magic. They make me feel like all the stuff I'm worried about is gone. I'm just I'm good at this thing, and I can yeah. just be in this world. You just you know? escape into it great and then it continued my brother didn't like to play video games but he loves to watch people play video games so i would sit with the super nintendo when we finally got it and i would play like rpgs and he would sit at the back of the couch and just watch me play games and that was like when my mom would let us that was like so much of our childhood together so 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 you you had the nes game boy the super nintendo and a pc yeah you kind of had all the things I got kind of lucky that my dad loved gadgets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, and then we, we stayed with Nintendo consoles pretty much up until I was at the point where I bought my own video games. Um, Did you ever have like an evaluation for how much all that stuff cost your parents then? I don't think I had any idea. And it's funny talking to my mom about it now. She would be like, cause we always got these things for Christmas. There was yeah. never anything outside of Christmas, even for our birthdays, small things. It's Christmas. My mom's like, we would put stuff on our credit cards and take nine months to pay off Christmas. I was going to ask if it was like, is it like like it is today? Or was it more or less? It's like a Super Nintendo one, like $100 or something. When it, <gasps> it was more than that. And games for Super Nintendo pushed up to $80. I know, that I know. 75, 80 bucks. Because so rentals like- was still a thing when I was trying yep. to get into games. So that I remember. But like... I never had a console. I never bought a console of my own until like the Wii and the 360. Um, I bought a GameCube, but I think even my GameCube was used. Used. And I think my Dreamcast was used. I didn't get an N64 until they were like bargain bin. My dad got us one of those. And that was when my dad started and mom started doing better. And we had a little bit more money because that was later. It was like late middle school. When we got the computer, that was at the point where something financially must have shifted i knew nothing about family finances as a kid i talked it really to my- felt like the 90s was like the happening mm-hmm. time if you were like in the middle of the workforce like yes there was a yep. boom that definitely was happening at that time with all the technology that was going on but just even in general like it seems like everybody like if you uh and i only take that from like older people that i work with because i work with a lot of older people in public safety so many of them have like these really sweet pension and retirement packages and stuff. And they're yeah, like, that was all well, 90s. Yeah, they're like, you'll never get anything half as nope. good as this. Because I work with railroad guys and railroad guys have the same situation. Ah. They, got, they got tons of pensions in that time. I feel like I missed the boat. I, I wasn't in it early enough. I would have had to get in it like very, very early. Yeah. Um, 
and I just wasn't there. So, but my, I think, I think what happened was that my mom started cause she was an ICU nurse and she mm-hmm. worked nights and they pay you way more to work nights. And I really do think that she started making more money somewhere in there. I know there was a strike of the nurses in her hospital and then a, a renegotiation of contracts. And I think that's where the shift happened because my dad loved gadgets, but he didn't make a ton of money running a family business. Like, yeah. You know, it was high school when he started doing really well. So, but I know all this looking back now. Yeah, you, right? yeah. I didn't know. I did. You're a kid. You don't I, care. No. I didn't care. I didn't. I didn't know. They didn't yeah. ever talk to us about money. It was never a thing. So they would like put stuff like the Christmas presents on credit cards and take nine months out of the year to pay them off. Poof. And we had we we I wore hand me down clothes. We almost we never ate out. Like people who were like, oh yeah, we went to restaurants. I'm like, dude, nope. <laughs> I got a pizza from Domino's for my birthday. That was like, yeah, it's a big that's, deal. That was, that was fine but christmas was always like i think it's because my mom moved and traveled so much she wanted christmas to be a big deal so yeah it was nice i like to do the same but uh it's hard my kids are spoiled it's hard to outdo (laughs) myself every year yeah they get everything they want they always do except for my daughter she's a really high taste you know she's enough she's like 13 you know 13 going on 30 i'm terrified of those ages this year she asked for a new tv an iPad Pro. Damn, dude. iPod, i the headphones. What are they okay. called? The AirPods. There yeah, you go. There you, you go. Sound old as shit, by the way, right now. And, like, what are the kids calling them these days? And she wanted Air Force Ones, a specific pair of Air Force Ones. And I was like, <laughs> I just looked at her. I was like, no, you're not getting yeah. any of these things. My, my kids were like, I'm buying you an $800 tablet. Tell my kids. My kids are so funny about it because, like, they do get stuff they want, but, like, uh, they don't ask for much. Like, That's They're Jack. just not, you know. Yeah, he's he's like my kids. And my son was like, Mom, I just want some, like, Xbox cards. And he's like, and, like, I like stuffed animals still, but don't, like, tell it because my son is 10. Shh, don't That's tell Jack. it. But Jack's Mom. Dead. Yeah. And, and, and they're like, we, and I'm like, Nathan, you're allowed to ask Santa for other things. And he's just like, but, like, I have all the stuff I want. Yeah. I'm like, you're a really sweet child That's who Jack. I love so much. <laughs> Man, <laughs> those two would get them. along together. Jack's the exact and same way. He's like, just he's like, just buy me the Battle Pass for Fortnite, Mom. Oh, my God. That's it. That's we, all they want. They've got to play together. We've got to yeah, ma- we make them put Fortnite together. Because Jack asked for Battle Pass, V-Bucks, yep. a Bulbasaur yep. plush, uh, a Funko Pop. That's so cute. A Zelda Amiibo. Like That's the ones rad. we used to have. Because I used to have yeah, all the yeah. Amiibo. And then like we got the counterfeit stuff. So I have the Amiibo coins. I don't think I've ever shown right, right, each right. of them. I know the, the NFC ones, right? Yeah, like, I, have a, I have a whole collection that I bought. They all match. Awesome. An That's entire awesome. Amiibo collection. So I sold all my Amiibo like ridiculous profit. But now he's nostalgic. He wants the Breath of the Wild one. And like that's it. <laughs> my kids were like. Uh, we're sitting there. I'm like, uh, anything else? Down. You want to help us out here? I bought. I bought like uh, they 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 were like I don't know the same kind of stuff like stuffed animal. My, my son likes to watch people play. Like there's a couple YouTubers I check everything he watches because it's 2020. But yeah, there's one there's a couple family friendly friendly ones for the most part that play Among Us with their friends. And he's like I would love an Among Us plush. And I'm like ah, to Etsy I got you. Uh, and then they like ask for like Nerf guns and stuff like that, which Ooh, they play. That's with. right. And we got the Halo Nerf. Nerf stuff. Yeah, they love Nerf. They yep. they get their stuffed animals together there's wars i don't look down in the basement till they're done everything is fine yeah so. yeah i got jack the the halo stuff and uh i also got him this year he's got uh the mario lego sets i got a couple of those from for me because i'm a nerd so <laughs> i still love lego hilariously enough i bought these are mine <laughs> these are mine 
<laughs> get your own. My kids are like, can we play with it? I'm like, Santa got this for me. I like, spent all night setting it up and leave it alone. Well, I bought it's a diorama. I bought, that, I bought that NES. The yeah, the, yeah. I bought that thing. It's in a box somewhere behind me. I still haven't built it yet. And my daughter's like, can we help you build it? I'm like, but it's my project. No, you can't. <laughs> it's like, no, don't it don't touch. Touch it. I've given you all the rest of the Lego that exists in this house, which is quite a lot. But this and the dumb Fast and the Furious car belong to me. <laughs> Never mind. That's who I am, kids. <laughs> Linia's thing is pretty cool. It's great. I'm excited. I'm going to build it when I'm off from work. Tell me about your first crush. Oh, fuck. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Sucks. You suck, Donnie. <laughs> Boy. Well, I could... T- I didn't, I don't think I had a boy. I don't think I had a boyfriend until I was like in eighth grade, and that was almost forced. It was another nerdy kid who lived near me, and my friends at the time. I put that in quotation marks. Kind of like we're like they nudged us. You into all dating. grouped together. And yeah, they like off. pushed me into being like yeah, that's normal. You, you date the nerdy kid, but I didn't have a crush on him. I had a crush on this guy named Bob. He likes or- books like you do. <laughs> He likes video games. Go play Chrono Trigger with him. Look, Karen, shut the fuck up, all right? And I dated him for a little while, and I broke his heart. And I saw it because I didn't want to. Da- I didn't actually want to date him, and I didn't want to lead him on anymore. And I ended up seeing him at a Starbucks, like when I was in college. And he gave me still the puppy dog eyes, and I'm like, I gotta go. Really? This is gonna- yeah, I was like, this is gonna. Do you turn watch Pen Fifteen? A- no. <sighs> Do I need to? Oh, I love that show. It's completely. It's perverse and fucking vulgar. Perfect. And I yeah. love it. And every time they do these '90s skits, every time this, uh, every time Anna sees the boy that she likes at school, he walks in, and it starts playing like I don't know what it is, some in sync '96 degrees, that whatever. Right. Yeah, you know, like he good. just walks in and she, like she just like oogles, and it's just like da 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 da. It was that moment, and I was with two. That's of my what friends. made me think of you, like keeping puppy dog guys. I just think of this scene because it happens. There's like two or three seasons of it already. I think on Hulu, it might be two seasons, and but it happens like every episode. There's like this moment, and uh, I always laugh. My wife's like, "Are you getting over this?" I'm like, "I feel like that's so, so apro pro for how a middle school girls yes works. or or boys. It's the same way. That's it's a hundred percent that we do totally do that. <laughs> it never gets old for me. So when you said that, like, I just laugh. This was that moment, like, but like 15 years later, and I was like, we got to leave this Starbucks. I was, I was looking at my high school friends, and they're like, why? I'm like, I dated that dude in eighth grade, and I don't like the way he's looking at me, and I don't want to end up on a Netflix sitcom as a sub story. So let's, <laughs> right? That was awkward. But the guy I actually had a crush on, his name was Rob or Bob, but everybody called him Rob. And he was like, he was, oh God, he was a football player. He was a jerk. Uh, I ended up dating him, and he ended up cheating on me and broke my heart. And I actually ended up having a falling out with a friend over it because she knew he was cheating on me and didn't tell me. This is some ninth grade, tenth grade. Oh, man, that's that's all about it. It was 100%, like ninth, tenth grade, and it was terrible, and he was a jerk. But I had a crush on him because he had muscles, and he was a wrestler and a football player. I could not have been more of a fucking stereotype. I love my, my fellow wrestlers getting it. He used to spit in the bucket and wear the plastic bags. and. I did the same. I was a two-time state runner-up. And then I won our Woodward Academy. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that about me. It's very I'm making this face that people aren't going to see, but it's just like. Mmm. So here's the thing. Um, I mean, I've done my own episode, so I'm not going to go on a tangent about myself. Uh, but you don't know a whole lot about me either. That's true. Um, I golfed. I was uh, very good. I had a golf scholarship that to several schools. That I believe. Um, so I was pretty good, and uh, but I didn't get into it really late in high school. Started my sophomore year. 
Um, I actually started playing golf because my dad golfed. And I hated my father. Okay. And I used to call him sissy for golfing. For golfing? Because yeah. you wanted, you were like the tough, like stereotype boy wrestling yep. and punching things. He took me boy. golfing and spanked me at it. Yeah, and and like, I was like, I'm going to get better at this than you and beat you. And I uh, did. Oh, yeah. The male ego. <laughs> and I did. And um, and I, I had several golf scholarships to pretty good schools. Full rides to AA schools, partial scholarship offers to Division One A schools. So it was pretty decent. Um, but my coaches would tell you that it was a waste of time and talent because Ooh. I was really good at wrestling. I have a lot of wrestling trophies in the attic. I, that's uh, that's funny. I won our. We have a um, a private tournament here at a private academy. It's called Woodward. It's, it's like a big deal in the south. I've heard of. I've heard of this. Yeah, it's place, a big yeah. big wrestling tournament for like amateur, like before college stuff. Um, I have a second place finish and a, and a first place finish. I got like a four foot trophy from there. Nuts. I was a two time state runner up. Wow. Um, went to wrestling camp for like six years. If I had been a dude, because wrestling in the nineties, I wrestled was- a girl. So there was a girl was in my very, weight class. Very, very uncommon for women to wrestle. Nobody in my school did. And I always thought it was cool. And I ended up getting into judo. Of course. As a grown up, because I was allowed to then and loved it and yeah. was good at it. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm like, I'm short. I'm like, oh, leverage. Oh, yeah. you all people are going down. I was, uh, I wrestled 156 weight class when I was in sixth grade. You're a, you're, yeah. 175 when I was in seventh grade. 186 Damn, in eighth grade. I wrestled 210 in ninth grade. So I dated the boy who made the 140 weight class. That's amazing. I dated the dude and he was muscular, but he would like, he would suck 15 pounds of water out of himself to make 140. I married a dude about the same size who people tried to talk into wrestling because he was in that, he was small and very athletic. And they we have were a whole episode with Coach Mo where we do that. Yeah. I was like, I tried to find, we all tried to get the littlest kid we and possibly could. Kid. Free points. And and my husband, my husband would say said no for years because he was an exceptional bowler. Oh, uh, and he's still an exceptional. Those are not the same things. Oh no. well, golf and wrestling. Yeah. Do you see, but the season was the same time. Sure. And he got he got offered bowling scholarships to go to Wichita State, which is like the one where you go to if you want to be pro. And he said no because he wanted to get a degree, and he has like multiple 300s a nice couple of eight, wow a couple of 800 series like he's an exceptional bowler but i think it's hilarious because i'm like you could have been a wrestler he's like i could have had brain all damage. you all you got to do is walk out there and they raise your I'm hand like, you go sit back down I'm like you wait there's like three people in your entire state that's in your white class i met this dude he's five foot six and he was 150 when i met him and he was he looked huge and he now he's like 140 he's about the same weight as me and he looked i'm just like you would have been such a good wrestler yeah. we should try to get our son to do it because that's yeah, a going- lot harder when like it, there was a kid in every school my yeah. class <laughs> yeah yeah i was gonna say you were in the happy weight class that the kids got to eat in so yeah like no i mean i well, i ran my ass off like my coaches because yeah. i was good it was one of those right. things it wasn't like they were really hard on me but because i showed promise they were like you're yep. in a good college like this is gonna send you to places Jeez. like you've got to do Jeez. this but it i will say i do think that's why i started golfing that is yeah. absolutely the reason why i laid it down i did it from sixth grade to sophomore year and I, I did wrestle my junior year so sixth grade to junior year even but my junior year i kind of had a sweet deal where i was really established was a junior okay i was going right. through like my own home life stuff um in terms yeah. of like emancipation and everything i didn't have to practice as much sure they just let you ride into stuff make sure you make weight make sure you make weight make sure yeah. you don't puke during the match but yeah like, i've been there i've been sixth, there sixth seventh eighth ninth grade 
I'm talking like coaches were monitoring what I was eating. I had zero period. I had after school. It was a fuck. It was like my whole I, life. I dated this dude. I dated yeah. a dude who did that, and he was also kind of a jerk. But he had a difficult home situation, and I had known his family for years. He got hot. He was that guy. Like he was a weird kid, just like the rest of us. And then he suddenly got interesting because muscles are interesting muscles. to middle school and high school girls. Right? <laughs> That's what happened. Whoops! I have a type. Those singlets, uh, man. No, dude, they don't look good on anybody. Oh, they feel you know, amazing, though. They, they do, All the they girls do. that wear, like, yoga pants, singlets yeah, no, are that for dudes. Got support. <laughs> it's all So stretchy. There. Like, it's so good. Oh, I could run for days in this. Please don't stretch. That's how you feel. Okay, you just want to just start doing some squats and some lunges just in it. You're just like, I'm blown. I'm yeah, so that was, that was the first crush, and that was the wrestling dude, and that was a disaster. Really? He was a disaster. He was a jerk. He was like the stereotypical muscle-bound idiot guy. Oh, that sucks. Like, it does suck. And it ended shitty. And it, I like my friend was like that I had known since I was a little kid was gone. It was. It was my wife's friends hated me because uh, I used to go and lay on her at lunch. And apparently like that was like a really. They used to just make fun of me behind my back a bunch about that. Really? Yeah. I like I would spend my lunch. I would come and just kind of like lay my head on her shoulder and just kind of sleep. <laughs> that was my lunch. That's what I did. And they're like, know. all he ever does is just lay on you. He works out a lot. They're tired. That's, that's what it is. That's exactly what I was like. I'm so hungry. I'm so, so tired. Hungry. So when I did when I did judo, I started judo my sophomore year of college. And we would do two-a-days. We would get up and lift, um, especially going into big tournaments. Because big tournaments, when you're an American, suck. All right? We just get our ass kicked. Even the Canadians are better at it than us. And it was worse for women because it was usually open belt because they never had enough women at weight classes. So I walked in as like a white or green belt. I fought a black belt with a Canadian patch on the back. I'm like, shit. I dislocated and relocated my shoulder during that match. That Oof. was fun. It makes noises when it rains now. But we would we would we would wake up and work out and then yeah. we would eat. And then we would they would tease us because we would sleep on the couches between college classes. And they would be like, All you guys do is sleep and eat. And we're like, But we spend two and a half hours you know at night. We walk two miles to do it. We I'm tired. Right? I'm exhausted. I'm fucking hungry. Yeah. So I'm grumpy. Yeah. I am um, I, I have a funny anecdote that's not 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 jerk. Well, it's jerkish, but not in the same way. Okay. Um, I liked this girl in um, eighth grade. Her name was Britta. And uh, okay. she was a complete dork. <laughs> Tiny oh, little girl, complete I dork. Feel for her. And, uh, and I liked her, and I asked her to go to the dance with me. Of course you did. And uh, she said, yeah, and I bought my tickets. And I gave my tickets to her. And I was like, I'll see you later. Like, you can hold my ticket for me. And uh, some other more attractive dude asked her. And no. she said yes. And, and she, gave she took him to the, dude? to the dance with my tickets. That bitch. <laughs> like, I would be pissed. It has that a sucks. really awesome, awesome oh uh, finale. So you don't know this about me. Um, though only our patrons do. So this will probably be a lot of news for a lot of people. But there's a period in my relationship with Melissa uh, where we actually got divorced and separated. Wow. Because like we, we were together in high school, all through high school, got pregnant, got married. We lived with her parents. I'm giving you like really, really short notes so I can get back to the story. That's fine. Um, but yeah, after like a year or two, living with her parents just was not going well. So we actually sure. separated, got divorced. We were apart for like 18 months before we got back together. And then we've been back together ever since. During that 18 months, she reached out to me. 
on Facebook. <laughs> oh, wow. Here's the crazy part. She is an Oregon cheerleader. What? <laughs> she glew up. She girl. glowed up in a big way. And uh, like she, she came back at Thanksgiving and we went to like this racetrack and we went like on a date and everything. I took all these pictures of making my ex-wife so jealous. <laughs> You're a monster. I love it. <laughs> I, I had a girl who apologized for bullying me. You got a date with a Talk about paying dividends. Screwed. Yeah, I got screwed out of this deal. The only I kid you not, I had a friend of mine. He was like astonished. He was so upset. He was like, how the fuck? He's like, he, People grow up, man. Because he was a very pretty guy. You know, sure. the chiseled cheeks and all that, and his little faux hawk. And I yeah. swear to you, I, he like, I, uh, she came to pick me up, actually, because she was uh, staying with her parents, so she didn't want me to come. So she came to pick me up, and we met, and he was just like, what? <laughs> That's so good. That's so good and pure. I kind of love that. I like that she had a glow up, especially because you described her as dorky. Oh, like she was. Dad. Everybody like made fun of her and like she yeah she was the it's definitely like that least person you'd expect it's the it's the plot of she's all that basically yeah yeah i forgot about that movie. yeah think about that Freddie prince jr movie get it up in there <laughs> <laughs> oh man he was a dorky girl with a weird dad situation and then she was gorgeous so. yeah she is she still is she it. just got married yeah. and everything and she is that's you have a good stories you that's funny I love that. Because I took a pictures. Oh, man, we did like rock climbing. So I was rock climbing with this gorgeous Triple H cheerleader. <laughs> I'm jealous. Like, I'm mad. Like It was all over my Facebook that day. Everybody was like, what the fuck? You're like, live my life. Look at my beautiful Old life. friend of mine. You know, I just. You know, just my friend. No big thing. Hang out. Cheerleader. It's fine. <laughs> oh, and uh, it was a year or two after. Or, yeah, I think it was the next year Ohio State played Oregon in the Rose Bowl. And she was. <laughs> You're like, I, I wanted a date. We went cross climbing. I was like, show people my phone. I was like, see? Yeah, you were a hero for that one moment in time. It's you really were like, funny. Hero. Oh my God. I don't always talk about that one too much. I don't get the opportunities to bring that one up too much, but that one's a funny one. That brings me joy. It's a that real funny one. Um, so tell me about your life now. We know you're an engineer for the I'm railroad. A- yeah. Does that mean you lay tracks? So it's weird. I actually work for a consulting firm, like a mid-sized one, you know, in that 200 to 300 people. And we take contracts through railroads and other places. We do healthcare. We do all kinds of stuff to build systems for them. So I work across two groups. I work systems with Systems is in like computer systems? Systems is in like rail signaling systems. Okay. Like systems that actually move trains through tracks safely and with logic rules, which is awesome. Uh, learning how the railroads work in America and the other countries where they do it better uh, is fascinating. Like the rules in place to keep you safe riding on a train and to keep trains from running into each other uh, and to allow freight trains and passenger rail to exist in the same space and move through the same system are amazing. And they're detailed and there's tons of rules. So we design signal systems. We also design safety systems. So after a couple, there's a couple of notable crashes that happened in California with trains. One was a head-on collision. The Senate passed a law that said you have to put positive train control and systems in place. You have to design systems that stop trains when they violate the rules automatically so that an operator can't screw it up. And my group basically goes and bids contracts to build that and design it. So we make railroads safe. And then I work on special systems for airports like, you know, Wi-Fi radio. Um, uh, We do a ton of like baggage claim kind of design. That stuff's a little bit less exciting. Although they're all just like 5G and I'm like, simmer down. Yeah, yeah. 
put a couple new antennas in. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. I promise. But the fuck, just, 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 I'll build a Faraday cage in the basement. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Be fine. So that's what I do. And it's really cool. And also it can be incredibly tedious because 90% of what I do is write specifications and check drawings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not always like fun, but I have had, we had a contract for years with the company I work at with the Alaska Railroad. So I've been out to Alaska three times, uh, twice in the summer where it's literally sunlight for 22 hours a day. And once in January where I got two and a half hours of sunlight (laughs) and I got depressed in four days. Yeah. I do not know how people do that. Like, and I saw moose uh, walking along the train tracks and that was weird. And I saw two feet of snow. (laughs) So, but I mean, it affords me very cool opportunities to do interesting things too cool stuff and i imagine like if you're going through and you kind of see like a system that you're doing kind of automate and make things work you like the joy that you get sit back and kind of see that happen it's very cool like the system in in alaska specifically is there's a tunnel that they literally cut through a mountain in alaska it's the longest tunnel through a physical body of land that exists on in the u.s and uh it's wild you drive through it and it's one lane the trains go through it and traffic cars go through it. And it's the only way between the one piece of land it separates and the mainland part of Alaska. And so we built a system that counts rail cars going into it and out to make sure none get left in the tunnel so that they can clear traffic to go through. Sure. Sitting, sitting there and watching the timer tick up as the as the freight train comes through was, it was just awesome. I was like, I did that. That's cool. Kind of, but we did that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was rad. It's very exciting. So what do you like to do when you uh, want to relax or wind down? Play the video games. Yeah. I, ex- I exercise a lot. I actually like often find that video games are the last thing. Like I come home and I, I like I get on. I, sp- I have a spin bike. I have weights in my garage. Peloton. So I do that. I have a Peloton. I do. I didn't think. I thought, Donnie, I thought the Peloton was stupid. And I was like, it's too expensive. Solid and then commercial. I got, and then I got Look one. Look at this trendy garbage. <laughs> It's got to be built like trash. I've never had acquired a piece of exercise equipment in my life, one, and it's worth every penny. It's weird to say that, and I realize that that's like a middle-class suburban thing to say. I have no it, idea how much do they cost. What do they cost? It's like two grand for the piece wow. of equipment. Yeah, that's a, it's expensive. They're not, they're not cheap. But That's a spin bike, all right? As a freaking engineer, I'm just like, I don't know how this thing is so quiet. Because ah. it, it, it's constantly getting just chunked on with like rotations, and it's still quiet. Yeah. I've had it for so how, I, do, I, how do they compare to like a spin bike that you see at like a gym? So I had a spin bike like you would see at a gym in like the four or $500 range. And it was a creaky, noisy thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I must have put thousands of miles on that thing. I beat the hell out of it. And my husband finally said to me, he's like, just, just buy the nice bike. He's like, of you course. use it. He's like, you use it every day. Mm-hmm. Every single day I put miles on that bike. Most days. He's like, just, just buy the bike. And I did. And I was like, you should have bought the bike sooner. I hate it when he's right. <laughs> oh, but it makes me so mad when he's right, but he was right. So I usually like the wind down is like finish all the required activities of being a parent and who's working. And then it's like I exercise first and then I feel like I've gotten out the the jitters, the leftover work stress, and then I can play games or read. I watch some TV. I'm, I'm relatively selective. I love movies, though. I just don't TV. I have to have like it has to be very good. Like what? Grab uh like i i'm watching that ne- this netflix series you right now mm-hmm. oh, it's like a, it's, it's like a thriller and i really like it because i think it it's just enough to grab on and keep me interested without 
being so obtuse that I can't follow, you know? Uh, I watch The Great British Baking Show also. No shame. Bitch, My daughter loves Chelsea it. Chelsea Buns, all right? <laughs> I like to bake, so I love that show. I feel... Uh, My daughter's trying to make a case to allow... to let a, For us to allow her to make a Christmas breakfast. Ooh. I'm like, absolutely not. That's that's, well, that's prime time. Okay, I was going to say, is Christmas breakfast sacred in your house? Because yeah. it's not sacred to us. No, so. it is here. I'm Italian-American. Christmas dinner is sacred. Oh, I don't, care less about dinner. Don't fuck up the we pasta. We could order pizza for all I give a shit about dinner. No, see, my mother would have... my. my I can hear my grandmother rattling in her grave right now. It's like, oh, <laughs> but, shit. But no, breakfast, biscuits, all gravy, right. sausage, eggs, hash browns, all of it. Big I, ass breakfast. Man, Atlanta's cool. <laughs> we... We do the very Italian American thing also. You know the panettone loaves that you get like that are just I don't know what you it's, just said. It's a it's a <laughs> bread that's sold in a box in the grocery store and it sometimes has it usually has fruits dried fruits studded through it. Ew. Yeah. So it's it's gross. I think it's gross. <laughs> but what every family does you just like it's gross. gross. Oh. I don't like it. But what every family does is they use it to make french toast. There are better ways oh, to okay. make french toast. I make baller French toast. Not She's trying that. to make like this whipped French toast that like you Ooh. roll okay. or something. I'm like, it's French toast. Don't Why do you got to get all fancy with French toast? It's just bread. Just put the bread in the batter and put syrup on it. Get good bread. Yeah. And then let it go stale. We do that too. We also do the French toast because I don't like, I like French toast more than pancakes. So same. Oh my God. We're kindred spirits. I know. Uh, I, I knew this like again. Spirit. I told you you were perfect. I, I like it better than waffles. It, of the of the three breakfast confections, the base three, pancakes, waffles, French toast. Those are my like holy trinity of breakfast confections. French toast is the absolute mm-hmm. best. Waffles, if they're good, second. Pancakes yeah. for me, third. Yeah, and I could do without pancakes or crepes forever. I, I like crepes better than pancakes. and But, like, but not waffles a, or French toast. I need French toast in my yeah, life. Yeah, when French toast is done well. It's, yeah. And it's harder to fuck up French toast. You soak it in eggs. It's more fun it, to do. Oh, it's, it's more so fun good. to make. You could stuff it. Mm-hmm. Whipped cream can be involved with both French toast. We and do whipped cream for French toast. Hell yeah! And we do um, blueberry, blueberry. Um, that sounds good. And then I like, love. I always do the um, the hash browns O'Brien with like the peppers and the onions and stuff. Oh, that's yes, 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 yes. Yeah. My hu- my husband is a home fries guy, so he likes potatoes slightly differently. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I like potatoes. I'll eat you. I'll eat a potato. Anyone sure. will give me a potato. Yeah. But French toast with bacon, crispy ass bacon, is my favorite. Ooh, no, I like my bacon soft. You like flaccid bacon? I do. I'm I sorry, can't I can't stand not say crispy it. bacon. I like crispy bacon. When it's crispy bacon, I'm just like, oh, I feel like I'm eating dust. I it's like a cracker. Too- no, I want that. I want oh, that salty, my wife. like, oh, yeah. Jerky. Oh, dude. And I'll dip that, dip that right in some syrup. So sweet, salty. Yeah, yeah, I, that's, that. yeah I do the syrup, too. Um, <laughs> biscuits and gravy I picked up when I moved here. Uh, I never had biscuits that? and gravy until I was until I was moved here. I was moved here in sixth grade. Okay. So Biscuits and gravy is up there, but I don't, I'm not a great biscuit maker. You have to get some real cold-ass water, and you have to work the butter a certain way, and I have no Just patience. pre-buy the biscuits. Yeah, you can buy the it's biscuits a lot from easier. A I agree. I um, I was sent here on a Greyhound bus from. <laughs> it's like the '90s were wild, right? Um, my yep. my caseworker, when they decided to pull me from uh, my mother, I stayed in a friend's home for a couple months, and then they were like, "We're going to send you to your grandparents in Atlanta." 
Okay. But it was like Ohio government and it was like 1997 Ooh. or 98. Yeah. <laughs> they were yeah. like, um, here's your ticket. Here's the bus. Put on a bus? Yeah. They put me on a you Greyhound bus by myself. They didn't ride with me or anything. They were like, stay you know, close like to the driver. 11, yeah. 10 or 11 years old. Holy shit. They were like, stay close to the driver and uh, we'll hope, we hope you make it. <laughs> like there was no calling them. I didn't have a number or anything. Like if anything went wrong. Oh my God. I could have just walked oh. off. But yeah, you, know, you could have just. Oh, that's I could have. And, 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 and we transferred. I'll never, I transferred in Nashville and in Frankfurt. Dude, that's like sticking a kid on a plane. Like they, there was a lot of that. It's worse that than a plane, but yeah. It's worse. Buses are scary, but it's there was a lot of that that happened in the 90s with planes and custody and stuff like that, where they would just stick kids on planes. And it was like, you can't do that now. Yeah, you think about that <laughs> no now. to fly with you now. I was. We were just watching Home Alone and talking about that with the kids about the second movie he gets on the wrong plane. I'm like, do you have any idea how hard that shit would be to do now? Yeah. Like, they, they don't just board you. <laughs> and then she goes to him as he's getting on the plane. Oh, find an open seat. Excuse me, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. But no, I booked this in advance and paid $10 for the privilege. I don't think you understand. <laughs> yep. So the 90s were wild. My grandfather picked me up at the bus station in Hapeville, Georgia. That's he took name. me to Waffle House. It was the first time I had ever been witness to biscuits and gravy. Dude, they're so good. It might be my favorite. Food. <laughs> I, my mom like, love biscuits and gravy. It's, it's my mom spent a lot of time in Georgia as a kid because there was a military base or whatever. She was down there for whatever reason, and she took two things out of Georgia: real sweet tea, mm-hmm. like good sweet tea, and biscuits and gravy. She uh, make my it with bologna or sausage? Sausage. You ever had it with bologna? No. It's real good I with bologna too. Fried bologna gravy with biscuits is really say, good. I, I freaking love fried bologna. I bought bologna two weeks ago and fried it. And my husband's like, I was gonna say, you? you're, you're an expert biscuit and gravy maker when you've had it with bologna. I I need to do this. It's real good. Got to make with the grease. It's terrible for you. That's why I'm fat now. But who cares? I, that's why I exercise. So I can eat this bullshit. <laughs> Go to the doctor. I went to the doctor and I did blood work. Everything's great, by the way. But oh, see? I, have, I, have, I have high blood pressure. Always have. And uh, so my wife's like getting all super crazy about it and uh i went and get blood work and the doctor was like well you need to eat a diet with less salt uh-huh sure no and that's uh, they were like happen. you know so no red meat Shh. no bacon and my wife was like he eats pepperoni all the time she was like no pepperoni do you i buy the stick and i cut pieces off do you eat pepperoni sandwich i've never done that but i eat this is gonna hur- horrify so many people tomato sandwiches are a jersey thing yeah you get really good white bread we get mayonnaise and we put Jersey tomatoes and salt. So like kind of the same idea. It's a salt bomb sandwich, get right? Pepperoni by the okay. by the sandwich size. Uh, pepperoni sandwich. Put a piece of provolone cheese on it. Hell yeah! And nuke it until the provolone cheese is like griddled oh, with all the pepperoni, and then eat that on bread. I'm gonna do this. I've done that since I was like third grade, and that's why I have high blood. <laughs> I mean, this is—you just described the beginning of every Jersey Italian sandwich. It's that, and then Capricol. And oh, then we can do a whole thing on Italian subs. We'll my mom, there. my mom was the best Italian sub maker. I have the highest of requirements and recommend of, of standards when it comes to my Italian sandwich. You left New Jersey without doing the damn thing. Like we do very <laughs> few fucking things well here. Okay. Yeah, we do- that's one of them. We do the, the, the egg, cheese, pork roll on a Kaiser roll incredibly well. We call it Jersey breakfast and it's great. And we do an Italian sub and it's better than the New York ones. Fight me. <laughs> I've told um, I've told my wife and all of her family, all of her family is from Louisiana. And I've told them forever. I'm like, the South does amazing things well. 
soul food, biscuits in the gravy, chicken. Like, it's hard to beat. I said, but you guys don't know how to make a fucking pizza or a sandwich to save your goddamn lives. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, (laughs) most of the rest of the country, that's the Like, you guys don't know how to make a sandwich if your life saved you. Like, your sandwiches suck. Um, Unless it's a po' boy with fried shrimp on it then no like and i love those but they they're a very specific thing to that region you get like, like a, a philly down here it's gross no 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 no, no. <laughs> even in new jersey a philly cheesesteak is bad you get that shit in philadelphia or ah. they're they're only good in you know place. i uh, a few weeks ago uh, on post shack i told rebecca that i was making a philly cheese and she was like oh that's so cute you call it a philly cheese i was like what else would you she, call it what does she call it that's what I was like. She's like, it's just a cheesesteak sandwich here. I was like, get yeah, out of here with that shit. It's a we, Philly cheesesteak. If you go to the it. store and buy it, it says it on the box. <laughs> it's true. But when you're in Philadelphia, you just, I, it's a cheesesteak. Cheese and you steak. can get one at any street vendor in Philly, and it's better than everywhere else in the country. Do it with Cheese Whiz? I do both. I like Cheese Whiz and I like provolone. So it Yeah, on I like provolone. I like and I do mine with mushrooms instead of onions because I don't like onions. I will. I've done it with mushrooms. I've done it with onions. I've done it with onions and peppers. I like them all. Green I, pepper. I am a trash panda. There are a few yeah. things I will not eat. I love food. Love it. Yeah. So, so it's much. the Italian sandwich thing. My mom got me hooked on. That's why I love the eating pepperoni sandwiches. So good. Um, capicola, pepperoni. Yep. Yes. Salami. Good salami. Not that shitty salami. It has to be like Genoa good salami. Yeah, like eighteen eighty six salami. You need provolone Thick cheese. Thick cut. Provolone has to Don't have it. fuck around with your American cheese on this sandwich. Get out. Yeah, got to have it. Yeah. And uh, I think I've told this on TLC at some point. I probably have. Um, there's like an order to it, at least for me. Ham on the bottom. Yes. Salami, pepperoni on top. Yes. Pepperoni has to touch the cheese. Cheese has to go on the innermost part of the sandwich. It's The part of it is as the pepperoni broils, it all the juice and the grease from the pepperoni Soaks bakes into, into the cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's yeah. important. Um, I put all my cold cuts off the sandwich until it's done baking. Fair enough. I don't always eat mine up. Sometimes it's in Jersey. It's you you, do cold. Yeah. They give you an option. I like a cold cut, cold cut sandwich. So my mom would, uh, we get, um, the Italian loaf bread. Yes. Um, so my mom would do this, get the loaf bread, cut it in half, put Mm -hmm. Italian dressing on the bread, put the bread in the oven, put it on broil for a couple of minutes. Nice. Take it out after it's nice and a little toasted. Put your capicola, then the salami, then the pepperoni, then the cheese. Yeah, I'm hungry now. Then you wrap that. You gotta wrap. Okay. You don't do it open face. Put it together. Oh no, wrap yeah. Wrap it in aluminum foil. Yes. Put it back in the broiler for a couple oh, minutes. Oh, so you do a warm one. So melt it all together. Then take it out. You know okay. that you've done it right. When the pepperoni, or so you take it out, open it up, broil it. You know you've done it right. When the bread's toasted to it, crunches in your mouth. Yeah. If you don't physically crunched through it it's not done enough that's fair the pepperoni has to be curled and black on the edges i agree with this this is how i like it on my pizza too like just yes. at the point where it's like you almost Talk about have flaccid to- bacon too many people eat flaccid pepperoni they don't cook it long enough oh i hate it so much i want the edges to be kind of crispy and the yep. inside to have that little pool of yes that that's exactly and that's necessary get out for the perfect italian sandwich we yeah. are um we I like a cold Italian sandwich. Same kind of order of of cold cuts, not toasted, but shredded lettuce, not cut like not whole ass. No shredded, shredded lettuce. lettuce. And there's a reason and tomatoes because I like tomatoes. tomatoes Salt, well. pepper, yeah. olive oil, yep. and vinegar, oil and, and vinegar. I like extra vinegar. And it soaks into the lettuce, and then it soaks into the bread. Yep, and then it's so good. And it I also out- um, 
for the longest time, I always did mine with banana peppers, but I've switched to pickles in the last few years. I like both, and I I like them both together. I But I love briny, salty things, yeah, so, so like, that's a me thing more than anything else. Yeah, so yeah, I, I do all that, and then after, like I said, after you broil it, you open it up, let the broiler yeah. like melt the cheese and the pepperoni, then pull it out, fresh cold lettuce, fresh cold tomato, yes. oil and vinegar. I oh, do pickles, you do banana peppers. And then Whatever. You wrap that thing together, cut it in half, and you have the perfect sandwich. And I will eat those yeah. forever. Yeah, that's my favorite sandwich. Forever. It's my favorite food. <laughs> it's, damn, I would go with a Jersey pizza, but I am very spoiled for pizza. Do you here. have Donato's in Jersey? No. Or Philly? But you got to understand, we have so many pizza places by so many Italian sounding. We got 18 different versions of Mario's. Oh, up sure, here. yeah. Donato's mm-hmm. is a local, or local, is a regional pizza chain. I think it was from Ohio. I might be wrong on that, but it's big oh. in Ohio. It's more corporate now than it was when I was little. I think they, you know they've had to be sold and all that. And like it's more like Domino's now, but they yeah. made the Big Don, which was an Italian sub, and that's how they made it. And my yeah. mom showed me how to make it my own, and um, so I showed my wife. And uh, it, I have a tradition. Um, Tis the season. They just canceled the Ohio State Michigan game um, for this year. Every Ohio State Michigan game. My mom and I would make Italian subs. That's smart. I love that. I love stuff like that. Like for us, it was. So like with me and my kids and my family, they know every, every fourth Saturday in November, we're doing Italian subs. Like you're not going to miss it. I love that. I really love that. That we were, um, it was always going to the beach for us. That's when we would get, like we would go to any local deli, but there was also Jersey Mike's because, you know, Jersey, but uh, we would get them wrapped up in the cellophane, stick them in the cooler. Yeah. And that's what you ate on the, that was always what we ate on the beach. When we all went as a family and they didn't just drop us off to go play. When we got dropped off, it was like, here's a peanut butter and jelly. Good luck. Don't die. Uh, <laughs> you know, but. So I got, yeah. I got blood work and they're like, yeah, you got to stop. Don't. No pepperoni, no beef. No. They're like, you got to stop the alcohol. And I was this like, why- I'm just going to, I'm just going to die early, doc. <laughs> I this looked him why- straight in the face. He's like looking at my wife. And she was like, he's not kidding. What's the fucking point, guys? <laughs> it's, actually, it's funny because my friends are all like, oh, do you exercise just for stress relief? I'm like, fuck no. I exercise so I can. I am a late 30s woman. I've had two kids. I exercise so I can eat whatever I want. Real talk. I had a donut for lunch today. Jelly ass donut. Nice. So I wanted a jelly donut. And then I went and rode 75 minutes straight on a bicycle. <laughs> and I ate. I ate a huge no. See, because don't do that. Don't exercise just for calories. You know what I mean? It's a there's a whole mental health thing there. But then I ate a bin of popcorn for dinner because I wanted to. I I definitely work out so that my doctor doesn't yell at me. Partially. Yeah, I am. I, <laughs> should, I mean, I need popcorn. to. But it's I did tell the I did tell the doctor. I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I just so you know, I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> I ever. like that you're. I like that you didn't lie and say, okay, doc, and then didn't do it, right? Because that's what my grandmother used to do. She used to tell our doctor, yes, I'll quit smoking. <laughs> no. That lady was pissed that we wouldn't let her take her cigarettes when she had to have her arm fixed in the hospital. If you were like, so, Donna, you can never have an Italian sub for the rest of your life. Like, that's it then. <laughs> We've reached it. Bye, bitches. Yeah, like, what's <laughs> the done. point? Like, what are you doing? You can live till you're 80. It's like, phew, not if it means I'll rather, I'll take 60 with I Italian think, sandwiches than 80 without them. <laughs> I, think, I think a good pizza is that for me like that's the food i can i qualify my favorite food or quantify it by saying like it's the one thing i'm always in the mood to eat and it's pizza yeah because like, i don't have to eat trash it's pizza so universal here. and it's good here it's not yeah. i don't have to get dude, Domino's pizza down here pizza. sucks your pizza your best option is Domino's and pizza hut and that blows dude no we have uh we have one good pizza chain we have two 
well, it's not chains. We have two local pizza places okay. here where I live currently, like in the city, that do a decent job. Um, but it's not the same as it was. No. And, and oh, perfect, perfect anecdote. So at last year, I took my kids to um, to Cleveland. It was okay. like our summer summer yeah. vacation, and uh, I took them to Angelo's, and they've never had what like, I have considered real pizza. pizza. Yeah, right. Exactly. I have bitched to my wife for the better part of 15 years about how she doesn't have, she doesn't know what pizza is. It's. And to her, like, she tells people, like, I'm so sick and tired. Here's Donnie. Well, everybody in the South sucks. He's got his little soapbox. Took her to Angelo's. One bite. She's like, oh, it's a My right. daughter went, oh, my God. And yeah. then she looked at us and she goes. I don't know how I'm going to tell my friends how good this pizza tastes. This is the problem that people like me went through. Like I went to, I went to school in Philly. Philly has bad pizza. Like they have, there's a couple of good places in Philadelphia. Now, if you want to pay a pretty hefty price for a decent pie, but in general, like your local, like grab a pie and some wings place, garbage, garbage. And I'm like, I don't think you guys understand what I grew up with. Like, I don't, I've brought, I brought some of them to, to Jersey and I'm like here, here. And they're like, what? This is a dollar. This is a two dollar slice with a Coke. I'm like, I know what it is. It's good as hell. This is what we got on the boardwalk with the plates, and we would just walk and eat. And this is it. Y'all don't know. My wife. My wife took a bite and she goes, "How is the bottom so crunchy and the form side so fluffy?" <laughs> I said, "A whole lot of butter." <laughs> that we use olive oil, but yeah, it's like because we do it better, kids. Yeah, it's just better. And uh, and then we went to Columbus and we went to in Columbus there's like Germantown. We went to Germantown and I got an Italian sandwich, like yes. a, like a two foot Italian sandwich that was split. <laughs> and they bit it and they were like, "This is the best thing." I was like, "Now you get it. Now you know. <laughs> now you know." There was one pizza place when I lived in Philly that was good. And it was down on South Street. And if anybody's ever been to Philly, like that's the bar joint that's the wild hangout it was called it's called lorenzo's it's still there it's a huge slice of pizza and there's a thing called a philly taco i'm gonna tell you this because you'll appreciate it right across from lorenzo's caddy corner is a cheesesteak place called jim's the philly taco is you go to jim's and you get a cheesesteak you go to lorenzo's and you get a slice and you roll the cheesesteak up in the slice wow i don't know why they call it a philly taco but they do and it's (laughs) I don't drink anymore, but when we drank after judo and we had just worked out for two and a half hours trying to kill each other, there was a couple of, there were some bad scenes. Nice. <laughs> those things at like 1 a.m. Man, those things make me so happy. That's a good thing. I have so There's many good, good memories. Just the taste of that. And like, it's like you come back, yeah. you come back here and like, I like Marco's as a place near we have nearby and like, it's okay. But like you eat it like that, that week we order pizza and it's just like, this never the same. sucks. It's never the same. You have to come down from the high of peace and peace. It's not good. It's hard. It's hard. Um, tell me about your husband. Oh, boy. Almost like getting married and all that. Boy, so I met my husband when I was 17. Uh, I came off of a breakup and I... To the wrestler guy? No, there's another dude between the wrestler dude who is a hockey player. Look, I had... Wow, you did the whole gambit. I like... (laughs) I have a type when it comes to men. There's a whole other type when it comes to other things, but like there is a type when it comes to men. And so there was a hockey, ice hockey dude. Anyway, uh, there I went through a breakup. I finished out my junior year and it was the summer and I was working for my dad and I was working in the office taking orders. And in walks this blonde boy with muscles, but he wasn't tall. Not my usual type, actually. And, uh, you know, we started talking and he was there working as like a summer intern. 
and he would like write notes on my calendar and like leave food items to be nice and he would call his orders in yeah it was this he would call his orders in and ask that whoever picked up the phone to give me so yeah it took him like two months to ask me out he finally did now we're married like we've been together forever he went to my prom with me he we stayed together through college you know we got you know, married we're not i think like, the thing i hear most often from girlfriends of mine they're so attracted to guys that are just nice to them yeah he was nice it's so like it feels so like you should like that should always be the case but it's so not the case it's funny because i think uh, it's so difficult to explain why there's an attraction to like the kid who's i think a lot of it is for for really nice people like me or people who follow the rules there's an attraction to someone completely different than you and that's what that like bad boy thing is it's not about them being mean to you so much as them always breaking the rules that's attractive and also they just tend to be hotter i don't know what to tell you dude i uh, wife told me it's because i sassed the teacher in class really i caught her attention I liked the muscle-bound idiots is really what ended up happening. Like, that was the type. Tall, I'd argue with the teachers. i just leave if I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted attitude. I don't like attitude. I just like muscles. Like, that was the thing. But Don was nice. And uh, he still is. Uh, he puts up with a lot of shit, actually. Don't tell him I said that. He's a wonderful human being. But he also, like, tight white t-shirt, muscles, right? So my dad, he was three years older than me. I was 17. <laughs> my father hated this. Yeah. Hated this. I overheard, I finally said yes to going on a date. We we're going to go see a movie. I overheard them arguing and my mother was like, you shut up. Because if she knows that you don't like this, then it's going to be a thing. This will be done in a week. It's going to be a thing. This will be, I remember her saying, this will be over by the end of the summer. And I remember the day I was getting married to my husband, I looked at my mother and I said, did not end by the end of the summer. <laughs> Seven years later and we're getting married. And she's like, yeah, who could have known? <laughs> it's like... He's a nice guy and he cares and he's genuine, you know? So we got, I was 20, I was in my like early twenties when we got married and then we had our kids a couple years later. So he's in every which way, personality wise, my polar opposite. He's not a chatty person. He says only what he needs to say. He doesn't like any of the same things I do with few exceptions, actually. Um, he's very athletic. I'm aggressively not. Uh, but we both like value what we do for a living and value like the same moral base. And I think that's just what makes it work. He's also incredibly shy and does not make friends easily. Mm. So it's like I carry his social stuff and he is calm and steady and carries my anxiety stuff. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the way it ends up working. Yeah. So. Melissa's very, mm -hmm. um, she's very nice and sweet to everything, everybody. Sounds like that. She's very dependable. And stable. Yep. yep, Don's that. She's always stable. Like you can bet, you know, on her to always be there to be completely supportive all the time. 100%. Whereas I am a manic mess, and I won't be <laughs> self-destructive one day, and I'll buy everything that I think I could ever want the next day, and I'm just, you know, and I had never had stable anything ever my entire life, you know, like even until the through the time we met. Actually, I. I emancipated myself and I, I bought a, I rented a room from a guy in high school at a period and of time. Dude. I lived with a teacher for a period. Like it's been nothing. Yeah. But it's stable. Constant about your life, change. Right? Yeah. But she is that she's that stable thing for me at all times. So he, he is that person for me, but it's more of a mental health thing. Like I had a pretty stable childhood. Like, I, you know, my parents had stayed married. They had their fights. It was very like by the books, like, you know, childhood, but I, but I always play by the rules and I'm 
I get anxious. Like I worry and spin over what ifs. Mm-hmm. Like, it, and I and I have depression. You know, it's moderate and it's well controlled at this point in my life. But I struggled, especially from because I went to grad school, especially through grad school, through the early part of my career. Then having kids, let me tell you, it'll mess a woman's mind up. All that stuff, right? He takes things one day at a time. He puts things in perspective. He doesn't jump on the hamster wheel of like spinning yeah, yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah. And like he carries, like he'll look at me and he'll be like, I will listen to you until you exhaust yourself. And he will hear it and he will absorb it. You know what I mean? So for me, like the instability inside my head, he met with his calm. Yeah, he neutralizes. And that was, he just makes me feel, and he doesn't make me feel bad about who I am. That's good. It's so, it's so like important. That's he wonderful. doesn't tease me. Like he's a good dude. That's what you're supposed to do. I mean, that's yeah. what it's supposed to be. It's the way it's supposed to work that way. You're supposed to prop up each other's deficiencies, right? You're not, no one person's perfect and no relationship is perfect, but you sort of work to prop up the deficiencies and go off together. You know, like it's, it's good. You know, tell me about your kids, dude. I have great kids. Don't let them hear you say that. Don't let them hear me say this. I have great kids. So I have a son. He's my oldest. He's, you know, in that 10, 11 age range. He is, he looks exactly like my husband, but he acts exactly like me. He's prone to worry. He's uh, a little anxious. He's nervous. But he, when he loves something, he loves it with his whole self. Like he's so enthused about something he loves and he's unapologetic about it. He loves video games. He's a ridiculous reader. I handed this child the first Lord of the Rings book this week. He is a third of the way through it. Like he just blows me away. He's like a fifth grader who just, oh man, I'm so proud of that kid. Then there's my eight-year-old daughter who could not be more like me in every other way. She will fight you. (laughs) She will fight you. She, I will never forget. It was about a year ago. She got mad at me for something and she screamed at me. She was seven. I hate you. Stomped up the stairs and slammed her bedroom door. Seven. She then opened her bedroom door because it didn't slam loud enough the first time and slammed it again. And my husband looked at me and he goes, holy shit, how are we going to do 13? And I said, I'm moving out. I took the door (laughs) off the hinges. Yeah, like that's. No, I legit did. That's a real thing. I, I, I believe you. I. My daughter slammed uh, the door last year, and she didn't have a door for like two months. I think my dad did that to me once. She said, my dad did that to me once. It was like only a you day. You can't take my door. As excuse me, whose door? My house. My door, and you will never slam it again. <laughs> but this is like the difference in their personality, right? She also loves things with her whole body, like in her whole self, right? But she loves different things than him. She loves, she sleeps with so many stuffed animals that I have to find. (laughs) And she pulls all the covers up to the top of her head and then piles the stuffed animals upon her. I don't, I don't, it's adorable. That's when my daughter was like then. I love it. I I, I don't want her to She's just a teenager. And they'll be teenagers, but she's um, sassy and she wants to fight and she doesn't understand why there's rules and she doesn't want to follow any of the rules. She wants to fight the rules. She wants to fight the rules. She wants to fight me. She wants to, even when she knows she won't win. My daughter's Um, hell on earth in that way. And I, I'd rather have a girl like that because I feel like the world needs women like that because it seeks to push us down so much in certain situations. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a woman in a male dominated field. Like I fight this fight all the time, right? Like, I'm here too, you know? So I want her to be tough. Um, my son is sweet and kind and he cares and he hates it when someone gets hurt or feels bad. Yeah, that's Jack. You know, like he was doing Jesus. soccer. Yeah, right? Our, our sons are very much the same. Jack very is similar. that way. Like Jack can't handle um. Jack was getting like anxiety over like the political ads. 
my running son, on the radio. We had, we She's like, why? How are they allowed to say that? None of this is true. He, he would get so mad. Yeah. And I remember when he was in soccer, like he got, he was playing soccer as like, I don't know, he was just like three or four years ago. And a, a little boy tripped and rolled his ankle. And Nathan was, he's terrible at soccer. He did it because I asked him to try something, right? And he said, no, mom, I'm going to go sit with, with him because he hurt himself and make sure that he's okay. So he sat out just to sit next to this boy who had rolled his ankle. Like, that's the kid I have. And I don't want that to change about him either. And I think it's nice to see, like, I tr- we try to foster because, like, so many men have to be tough guys. Yeah. And they have they don't have feelings. And I'm just like, you have to have your feelings and you have to speak them out loud. Like, that cycle of bullshit breaks you know, when we decide it does. So yeah. uh, they're great, but they're so different. And it's like whiplash dealing with them. <laughs> it's just, Oh, like I need to take a knee kids. So you're kicking my ass. <laughs> my daughter's that way. But Jack is Jack's self parents himself. My he's, son, is he's reported his own punishments. Like he's reported like himself for yep. doing bad things. My um, kid uh, would come home from school and tell me that, all right, mom, before the teacher calls you, I got in trouble. Cause I said this, he very rarely gets in trouble. It's always over silly yeah, things. Yeah. You know? But my daughter, on the other hand, like he's he's no maintenance and she's all maintenance. I agree. This is and I'm she's sure this will earth. this will flip eventually for me, but right now, like oh, my daughter is gonna kill me. She's the reason I have so much gray hair under all the dark. She's she's tough, but I I love her to death and she like she's the first person if she thinks I'm sad will throw herself on top of me. Just like mm. If I cry, she'll totally cry. She has it in her. It's just that she also wants I don't think to my fight. My daughter does. Well, she's thirteen. It's different. <laughs> eight, eight is delightful. Thirteen is. Oh, like, she is the cutest little kid. But even then, she was. She's always been this way. She's always. Uh, well, you know, in a lot of ways, she's a lot like me. Very stubborn. Um, yeah. And very argumentative, but very driven. My daughter's yes. a, like a little freedom fighter. She just wants a cause so bad. She's already made up her mind about everything. She's gonna. She's not gonna cook, and she's not gonna clean for some man, and she's gonna do Good all these her. things. Like she's got all of it, all of that stuff. I mean, she's just a little yeah. ball of yeah. fire. She just she, needs to be directed. She she'll find something to throw her energy into that she feels is worthy, and she it'll be it, all of that will be worth it. All authority. Yeah. all rules at all times she just doesn't understand why she can't just do what she wants and be left alone this is my eight-year-old child uh i love her so much my son meanwhile gets upset if like he sees someone else not following the rules yeah which i think is very like mom why is that person not wearing a mask is a thing that he said and i'm just like you just keep saying that nice and loud let him hear you oh i do <laughs> that gonna, yeah you're gonna i did that at best then. buy like three weeks ago you told me about that yeah it's like, <laughs> I totally did that and everybody looked at me like i was an asshole and i was like why am i the asshole and the, it says the here's sign. the thing. I wouldn't have said it. It's I, I, I'm not normally just an asshole. I can be, but I'm normally not. I, no, I know who I am. I can be, but I'm normally not. I'm normally not just like, because here's the thing. Normally, just care about me. I'm very That's selfish. I am I, very selfish. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair just enough. care about me. I don't give a fuck what you're doing or what your family's doing. If you don't have a mask on, you want to die, your problem. I think it was shit. <laughs> you know, like that's very much me. I always have like blinders on, tunnel vision. I don't care. So I go to pick up my. It was Series a S. Weeks ago, yeah, Series I was S. Say it was for a console, right? Yeah. yeah. I go to pick up my Series S. You had to make an appointment. Yes. You they did. tell you, gotta wear a mask. They had a whole thing like that they emailed to me on yes. how you had to do this. I show up. I had my mask on. Somebody behind me didn't have their mask on. And they were like, hey, you got to put a mask on to come in. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Look at these guys. 
get the console and everything. I decided to go back to, oh, they wouldn't take my PlayStation trade-in that morning because I could just pick up. So I had to come back. So I come back at lunch and I walk in and I'm in line at the Geek Squad where they take the trade-ins. And there's like 14 people in line. I'm the only one that has a mask on. And there's like several old people. And the same guy is there. And that's it. It's the hypocrisy sure, that I couldn't let slide. <laughs> you got by once, but not the second time. And that's I'm what like, it is. Like, that's why my, that's am I the only one with a mask on? And he looked up and, he, and like everybody, like I'm in here in like Georgia land, which is, you know, all over the news. People know what that means. And yeah. I'm getting like these snarkiest, ugliest looks. And I'm like, I was like, your requirement is to be in the store. You have to wear a mask on. And yeah. his response to me, the store guy's response to me was like, what do you want me to do about it? I was like, make Dude, them no. wear a mask like you did this morning at 6 oh a.m. And it was at God. that moment he realized that he had already seen me. And mm-hmm. he was like, oh. oh I was no. like, this is bullshit. I was like, you told the guy this morning I had to wear a mask on. You didn't tell any of these people they had to wear a mask on. Here's the difference. <laughs> these people were 40 and older and not some kid getting a console. That's the right. difference. He felt some sort of sense of authority over this guy, but not these people that are older than him. And See, my, that's bullshit. And I do call that bullshit at almost. So my daughter would have gone that. That's how she is. That's her. That's the type of. I am the person. If I think there's bullshit afoot, you're going to hear about it. <laughs> so she, that's my daughter. My son will like be upset that people aren't following the rules, but is slightly too like shy to Tactful. actually. Yeah, he won't. He won't. Yes, he's like, he's like, hey, he, he, hey, he guys. Ro- sir, he doesn't want to rock the boat. He's the, he doesn't want to oh. rock the boat. I will fight you, but I will not fight you. When I get I'm on like, a cause, I'm like, we're about to rock yeah. some fucking boats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to do it either. Like I say, I joke that I'll fight you. I'll fight you if you're on my property and you won't get off. I'll fight you over certain things. Like I will throw down at work if I feel like I am. If I feel like I'm being belittled or like talked down to, which does happen, and I I will stand up for myself, and I'll be like, no, I'm right, and not only am I going to say I'm right, but I'm going to show you why I'm right. I'm going to make sure you understand, and I'm going to do it in a way that makes everybody else in the room understand that I'm not the asshole. I'm going to show you the process and the logic to prove you and and all the things you just said wrong. Because it happens to me constantly. I fight this fight all the time because I'm usually the only woman in a room full of old ass railroad dudes right and i have to fight this fight so but i've gotten very good at fighting it tactfully because i know how to uh, make friends and influence people i suppose like i don't i want you to remember that i was right not that i was an asshole about it yeah that's where it comes from so my son is more like me my daughter i'm just super abrasive i'm not allowed to talk to the media like at my job like my boss is like donnie's no <laughs> Meanwhile, they're like, "Oh, we need to, we need to woo a client. Elaine is the right person Not because me. I, I'm good at it. I am good at it. My dad was a sales guy. Like I, he yeah. taught me how to talk to people. I used to go with him all the time when he would buy cars in bulk for the salesman. I don't let car people take me for rides either, but." I'm good at it in a way that like is tactful. Whereas my daughter is not. My son is. He's calm and like he doesn't want people not to like him. Bless his heart. He'll uh, he'll outgrow that. <laughs> But yeah, I'll, I'll embarrass my wife all the time and she'll be like, these people are looking at us. I'm like, you don't know who the fuck that is. But I'll say that out loud, like while they can hear me. I'm like, you don't know who the fuck that is. You don't. What do you care about, about it. what he thinks of you? You're never see this person again. <laughs> see, I'm so you. I would be like your wife, like, oh, like we're doing this again. Who the fuck are you? 
I'm like two steps down from that. Like I'm, I am, I will put you in your place, but I'm so good at doing it where you think that you, I did you a favor. <laughs> like, oh, thank you for helping me. Wait a second. <laughs> You're calling me an asshole. Um, oh, I have, I have PSVG questions that we ask oh. everybody. So we got to follow okay. the rules here. Okay. What made you decide to join PSVG? I blame Delvin. It's all his fault. No, I'm just joking. It's funny that Delvin, I've told this story. You've told this yeah. story. But, you know, for people who didn't listen, like Donnie was looking for an Xbox Empire host and he put out a tweet. Like, does anybody know somebody, right? Where are my mutuals at? This is a thing all nerds who do podcasts do, right? I had podcasted for years. I hadn't for years. There had been this lull. And Delvin retweeted you. And I replied to Delvin because he and I had done an episode of his show together. And I said, man, I miss podcasting. How did you catch... How, so one thing I don't know, the other, how did you come across Delvin? He got a recommendation from... And I don't remember who it was at the time. To Like, he was looking for people to have on his show sure. to you know, interview and chat with. And they were like, oh, you need to have Elaine on. And I'm like, okay. why would you say that? And they're like, no, because you're funny. I'm like, well... I think I was yeah. his first person. That's awesome. And I was on... So I was on his show. And then, so when I responded to his tweet, he then tagged you and said, this would be a good fit. And then, <laughs> you know, we... You and I talked via DMs. And it was like very obvious very quickly that, oh, no, we'll get along. Yeah. And within being on a call with you for like 15 minutes, I was like, this is this might actually be perfect. Yep. Like this might be just what I need and then just what you need. So there's PSVG listeners out there that don't listen to Empire. I mean, I, I, I said it then. I listened to five minutes of her talk with Delvin. I was like, this is perfect. And that's when I messaged you. And that was it. I mean, it yeah. was just that easy. I was like, this it, is perfect. It, it the There's something to be said for like built-in decor between people like it just sometimes it just clicks even yeah. if you don't know the person sometimes the same wavelength yeah we just work the same way we, we have think the in the same speed cadence. exactly like we're fast and yep. it's some we can switch between serious and silly very quickly yep. i need people like that otherwise my stuff doesn't work yep. right you know what i mean otherwise it's too much serious the best way that i could explain it was when you were talking with delvin i was anticipating moments to break in and when moments yep. you would break in and they were like Right, right there. in the same time. Yeah. And I like, was like, oh, this is no brainer. This is going to be did, a piece of cake. We did one episode together and I was like, yeah, no, this is just right. Like it, yep. there was no decision after we did that first episode. I was like, if he'll have me keep coming back to this show, this is the right place. To it's be. so funny because I've, uh, when I've replaced other hosts, something you got to do from time to time, people's lives change. Like with Shaq, it was a big deal. It was our flagship show, our most sure, listened sure. to show. You know, we had a very long run. Caroline and I, and like, you just don't replace somebody like that. People grew accustomed to the ins and outs of both of us in our rapport. We had like tryouts and I was like bringing people wow. through and whittling down, you know, people that wanted to do it. You didn't just take anybody like, yeah, it's gotta be the right person. Want it to know? be good. Yeah. At the same time, you know, you don't want to like, you want to, you need somebody. <laughs> you right, right, right. Um, you don't want to wait too long. But with yeah. you, honestly, you had the job for you before we ever spoke. It was, it was so wild because you did your exact DM to me back after you listened to some of the stuff. I linked you to a few things and you listened to Delvin's was just, you're perfect. Yep. That was the, the I, I, I told Kevin I, that day, Kevin quit. And I was like, I'm going with Elaine. He was like, who? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> true Twitter, he didn't even know. Yeah. I, I, I think I posted the tweet that you responded to Delvin on. He was like, who is this person? I was like, don't I've worry been, about it. It's going to be I've fine. I've been in the ether for years, but just give me a minute. I settle quick. I like I like that. This is what I love to do. And this is the kind of show one or two people and me and it moves and yeah. move. And it's like, 
it's fun and you, you can laugh one minute and then hit a serious topic the next. Like that's what I live for. And it's so good. It's so good. It makes me so happy. Well, I, for one, am really happy that you joined. Um, not just because of the the short term success we've had, but like I said, I've, I knew it was going to be a great fit and yeah. I never had that feeling before. Every show that we've kickstarted from the original show, from the original idea of PSVG and its inauguration was the shotgun wedding of strangers. <laughs> yeah. And it yeah. never, none of them, I think, worked first episode. But the funniest yeah. thing was with, with you, I was like, yeah, no, this is going to work. Like I had zero hesitation. I had people asking three days after that tweet, like, hey, dude, I'd love to do it. And I was like, we're good. Oh man. Like it was so, I didn't even want to bring in a third. Like that's how much confidence I had. I was like, I'm, we're good. I'm glad we didn't because I think that this there weird we the combination of our energy might be too much for any third. Like it's you add one more and it's too much. Like yeah. I love duo shows. That's my favorite way to do a podcast cuz you get that timing yeah, over time. Yeah. No, that's true. Like it's just so much easier especially if you're the one running the the sort of the moving the parts, right? But like I didn't, I was real nervous about that episode because I haven't done a podcast in so long. I've guessed it. I guessed on the Scarcasm podcast like once a year. You know, Delvin had asked me on. I had done a like a here or there, or someone would be like, "Hey, come on." But I haven't had a weekly show, and God, it's it's been forever. And I had tried to have other ones, and it just didn't work out. We just couldn't get people like the schedules, and so I was nervous as hell. And I got in the show, and I got to the end of it, and I was like, "Dude, I don't think I've ever felt so good." Like it was effortless yeah and it's so rare and it then i did so good uh so good delvin messaged me through a moment <laughs> it went live and he was like instant chemistry i think was what he wrote he was like yeah. this is ridiculous he's like it's like you guys have been podcasting for years <laughs> it, it felt that way and we got on the next episode and that's the episode where i took over this is, we like, didn't know each other it. no we, we had a 10 minute chat before we recorded that show that's yeah. the first time we've ever spoke i but, didn't even know who you were like but I, I knew it I just knew, like, and I, I, I didn't, and I'm not like exaggerating. I didn't have that expectation. I've never had that feeling before. Same. It was just you. I was like, this is, yeah, this is good. It was like, it's a once in a lifetime type of stranger meet where it works. Yeah. And it's the right energy and the right combination for the thing you want to use it for. And it never happens. It's usually like, well, we'll make this work, but it's going to be awkward for here and there, or maybe we'll figure this out. No, 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 no. I jumped into that second episode and we cruised. Yeah. That's it. Two months and it's wild, right? Like, yeah, I damn. think Shaq took like 20 episodes to find yeah. kind of our groove. Decade yeah. of Horror definitely didn't get good, I think, until episode three or four. Like the first two episodes were really kind of finding our timing and and yeah. really finding what the show was going to be. Um, Kind of like we had a rubric of what we wanted it to be, but you find like a style for it to be in. Agree. You know, like a, I don't know, like a personality the show has. Mm -hmm. But we had the same one. That's the thing. It's like hearing you talk, hearing you think, because I feel like I was talking to somebody I very much know. It's like looking yeah. in a mirror. I was like, wow, this is going to be a piece of cake. And it was. Yeah, and, we're, and we're so different. Like we are yeah. different people. But the <laughs> thing is, the way we approach doing a show works. Like we're same about that. Yep. Like we both come, we're willing to come with a little bit of enthusiasm or a little bit of frustration. And then the energy doesn't stay locked. That's my favorite thing about doing shows with you. It's like, you can come in and be like, I'm pissed and here's why. And then we can immediately- Pissed about Cyberpunk. <laughs> Spoilers for next week. <laughs> Y'all, I'm gonna have to rein this angry cat in. Hold up. It just, it got wet. It's mad. It's a gremlin. Oh God. Um, don't get Donnie wet after midnight. But like, 
we can do that though and then be giggling about something incredibly stupid 15 minutes later and that's i love that it makes me feel at home that's my whole personality and i love it so much same so favorite psvg moment so far no, oh, I got to talk. Uh, make you and I making Jeff Grubb have ah. a deep ass belly laugh over feudal Japan is up there. It's really good. I'm so glad I, I piped up for that one. Like it he just good. laughs so hard. That episode made me happy because he's one of those guests who's like a big deal, but he doesn't act like it. Yeah. And he's easy to host for. And I got to asking a grown ass man how he conditions his hair. He's freaking up there. Lovely <laughs> hair, man. I had, his hair is just like prettier than mine and pisses me off. Uh, he but, during the game awards they were doing the um i didn't watch it but they were doing like the content creator of the year yeah yeah, yep yep. and he tweeted like i wonder how much alana spends thinking about how much better my hair is i saw his tweet and i'm like alana has bomb ass hair so that made me laugh really hard i laughed so he's the best he's great and that episode was super fun because it's one of those like a third person who i can like i felt comfortable with and it was easy and it was a cruise I mean, we, we've giggled about so many dumb things that like the list goes on. I also think one of the reasons that I like Jeff and, and one of the reasons I was so I – worked, I worked really hard and definitely used Rebecca's massive popularity to get him to know who we were. But I've always liked Jeff for a long yeah. time, not just like his E3 rise of popularity because this has been a bang-up year. 2020 years has been yeah. the grub. But I've liked Jeff for many years. But it's been that. Like his podcasting and stuff actually – hearing him talk is very similar. I'm like, man, yeah. like I would love to podcast with him. Yes. And uh, I think it shows in the podcast. He's joined us on Shaq and Empire. I think they were both excellent. He's great. And that was a, that was a highlight. Cause I don't, I, I knew who Jeff was. I just didn't listen to a ton, ton, ton of his content. I listened to some of it, but I, you, you walk in with like this expectation that having someone who doesn't belong in the sphere in will be awkward. And it was the incredible oh, opposite. He's extremely he's, so like, he's just so easy to. Yeah. So that's like, it's always a highlight when you come in and it's like, you knock it out of the park. I love being in his Discord. We talk all day. He's the one that got me buying Cyberpunk on PC and everything. And he's I just really, yeah, we just back and forth. It's really. He's a good dude. So, he so far, really is. Just a so, really cool dude. So far, that and just, I mean, it's not a moment, but like the overwhelmingly and kind of weirdly joyous, like, niceness that I've gotten from everyone that's especially i think it's i mean that's because xbox normally doesn't get that around these parts it's just like people <laughs> just in i general, think it's, though, it's just people are so happy like i get so many nice messages that like legitimately make my day like if i respond to a tweet of yours and i say that you made my day it's legit like you some of these folks have just said some things that have just like damn dude <laughs> that's so nice you know so yeah. it makes me feel good i love um and again i i was I normally don't talk about like numbers of shows and we never really think we ever do it live. Um, but I'm really proud of what we've done with empire. And, and I understand that it, we had Jeff Grubb on and like he broke news and that's a part of it. And I understand a new console launch is a part of it, but we took a show that quite frankly, wasn't really even charting. Um, I took a show from Nathan that the solo feed didn't even have numbers to chart at the period that I took it over because of, because of all the things I've said before, because it wasn't weekly, it wasn't yeah. dependable and all that. And it's really hard to find an audience that way. Um, but to take that and then to see where it is, I'm extremely proud of it because I've done others that could have horn stuff, didn't find it. So, sure. you know, I, I look, not I'm trying to flex. I'm just really proud. I want to share yeah. some of that because it's not success. It's enthusiasm. Yes. When you see that people are liking what you're doing and then it's resonating, it makes you want to do it more, do it better. Um, 
I'm really yes. Jones excited to see it. Really. I get excited to record this show every week because I get excited to have, first of all, it's like talking to you is like stress relief, right? Like we, I can come in in a funk and exit that show feeling, right? You know, like, cause it's just like, there's a, there's so few people who I feel like match my energy the same way. Yeah, like, no, I that I feel you on. Actually, you know what I mean, I have trouble with like I'm big, I'm loud, I'm like I'm a lot of energy, and I don't. That's not for everybody, and that's yeah. okay. But it feels so good to have a person match my energy, especially when I married someone who doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't ever have that, and so when you have someone match that joy and it keeps like ratcheting. No, I can feel you on up, that. There's several you know? times my boss or my wife would be like, "Donnie, bring it down a little," you know. You're yeah, I get little, that too because yeah, I'm a lot. Get that a lot. I'm a lot. I'm. I'm enthusiastic, kind of loud. I'm Italian American. You should see me when I design like a new app that's going to like, and then I'm like, like they put me up on stage to talk about it. Sometimes, man, I just get going. I'm like, it's so cool. You're going to be able to do this thing and do this thing. My boss is like, he's had a little bit too much energy drink today, guys. And I'm like, what? Is it too much for people? Look how fucking awesome this is. (laughs) So I feel that. I feel that because I always feel like sometimes I'm too much for people, especially yeah. when I'm joyous. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it's, I'm that's really it. really excited about something and I want to talk about it and I want to explode with it. And it's fun because I, you, you match my energy and it like slowly ramps over the course of that hour and a half or two hours. And by the time we get off, I'm like exhausted, but I feel so good because I feel yeah. understood. Get it out. You know? It's out and I feel like, oh, he gets it. Even if we don't agree, he yeah. gets the energy, you know? Yeah. It's just, I don't know, that's such a good vibe. But I'm proud of it. I'm proud to be able to come into a show kind of hot, you know, in that situation, completely new to the whole community and be able to do that with you. Like, that's awesome. That feels good, dude. Like, does let's feel good. go. <laughs> like I said, just really, really proud of the effort and the work. Like I said, we had really cool guests and everything. It's like really how you launch a show. Yeah. And I'm excited to see that's taken hold. I'm, like, I'm always excited when any of our shows take a hold. Um, but for, for it's like we started from the bottom and now we're here, like, f- so yeah. fast. Yes. Like, it's really taken off. So, for those of you that do listen to Xbox Empire, thank you. A hundred um, times over. And if you don't, like, even if you don't love Xbox, give it a shot. Just just see some, like... Rebecca. Bex does, She yeah, signed she up for Game Pass. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> I tweeted and she replied to my tweet and I was like, oh, I'm just going to walk around the house flexing all day. Like, I got one. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, listen for the energy. And the the conversations about games. You know, yeah. I had somebody message me and say, "Oh yeah, my my partner was reading while I was listening to the show, and like the energy, like that enthusiasm was like, oh wow, this is this is great." It's like, yeah, come listen for that. Give it a shot. I love you. All right, I got um, some little some quick hitters, and then the random right. final question. Let's do it. Favorite food? Pizza. Movie. Shit, that's a really hard question. Uh, it might be the first Godfather movie, actually. Really? Yeah, it might be. It's a really good one. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that answer. Yeah, it's a really good I, answer. I, I think My wife's never watched them. They're, so she gets to watch them for the first time. I have to be in the mood for them. But yeah, they so do I. And up to like being... I think they're too slow for her. My husband has this problem. He likes them, but he can't go back to them. And me, I love that when I'm in the mood for it. I'm um, a little I, scared that she's not going to like it because I think it's going to be too... Like, she likes Casino. She likes good fellas, but okay. but I think these. Are, I, I tell her I'm like these are way slower and more politically involved than that. I think that's why I like, action movies. I think that's why I go for it first. Also, I love the way those movies are shot. Yeah, cinematography in that movie, especially that first one, because I feel like that first one's kind of special. I think that would probably be my favorite movie if I had to pick one. It's a good one. Yeah. Favorite song. 
Damn. Uh, it might be Jukebox Hero. There it's, are very few songs that come on that I just fling the dial yeah, up on. That's one it's, of them. It's that one, and there's a song called Dreaming by uh, an EDM artist, BT. That is another one of those songs. And it's like a very ethereal, like slower EDM song. And it just makes me like, it always gives me goosebumps. So those would be the two. Cool. Favorite game? The Witcher 3. Favorite color? Blue. What's the sweetest present you've ever received? Who? Oh boy. I mean, I'm in, I, I'm married. It might be the, enga- the, the engagement ring. Oh, it's so low. That's so it, easy. It's a low bar. Um, because it is, he nailed it without asking me to pick the ring out though. Um, I hate that. That's a thing. Like yeah, I understand I that women, they dream about this thing on their hand and they put all this into it. So they want to have some input, but at the same time, I'm that same way with Christmas presents. Like, I don't really want your yeah. list. Nope. I want to pick it for myself. That, I want something that makes you think of me. I don't like, care I how much I pride myself in the work and the effort that it goes into it, I guess. I agree, with this. I agree with this. I find this question hard because, like, I could collect for you. If, like, I have a mug that one of my children got me. Okay. And it, it wasn't just that they got me a mug that said, Mom. It was that they said to me, oh, you love coffee. Yeah. And so we got this thing that made us think of you because we saw mom and it was coffee. That's yeah. the kind of stuff that jokes me up because it's like you thought not about what thing I would want to hold, but why. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that those kinds of gifts like they get me all for deeper meaning. Yeah, I just you you thought about who I am. You know what I mean? Like in a lot of the ways the ring my husband got me, you thought about who I am. It's very plain and simple and not super flashy. And it's like, you know me. And that's why that's such a big deal. I had an ex you know? buy me a coffee cup. It's a uh, Starbucks version of a Hyrulean coffee company. like Ooh, them. And yeah, good. it's just like it hits like all kinds of things. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I love so like much that. thought was put into this one little coffee mug. That's the kind of stuff that always gets me because it's not like, oh, you don't you're not you didn't just buy it because it said mom, kiddo. You bought it because, you know, every morning yeah. I put coffee in a cup and you I don't, that stuff gets me, man. I don't care how much money you spend. I just care that you thought of me. If you could master one new skill that you don't have, what would it be? I want to be able to sing. I wish okay. I could sing. That's a thing I always wanted to know how to do. I, preferably with playing the acoustic guitar so I could be like the asshole at every party. But I, wanna, I wish I could <laughs> sing. I always wish I could sing. If you could go out to dinner or drinks with anyone, who would it be? <sighs> man. This is a cheesy answer, but I'm going to say it. My grandmother who passed uh, probably seven or eight years ago now. Like I miss her. Like she was, um, she was special and she was tough. And I, I, I would come home from college every weekend to take her to church. Like she was just, and I don't like going to church. Okay. And I didn't want to get up at 8am to go to church, but my grandmother was special. So if I could go out to dinner with somebody right now, it would be her. If I could have one more go. I got a random question. One through six, pick a number. Four. What story does your family always tell other people about you? Oh boy, that's a good question. This is so here's the thing about Italian American families. They tell the same 15 stories over and over again at every holiday. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think if they actually have one about me. It's gotta be an embarrassing story about Elaine that they tell people. I don't have I've Damn done some it. stupid things. I don't have any good. You could you could spin the dial again. They don't have. They don't. It's usually my brother who gets those because he would get real drunk and do stupid things, and I never did. <laughs> What's one embarrassing moment from your past that you would like to wipe from history? Who 
this is so stupid. When I was a kid, uh, we got milk at lunch, little cartons of milk, you know, yeah. and I was a dumbass kid and I didn't drink the milk. So I stuck it in my backpack. I left the milk in my backpack for like a week. Couldn't figure out why my bedroom room smelled so bad. That's oh, the face. Gosh. And I finally found the milk and I had to like sneak the backpack out into the backyard. I was like in fourth grade. So I was a kid and like hose out the bag. And then my mother kept coming into my room going, why does your room smell so bad? Like I've cleaned your room a million times. I wish I could just make that all go away because I stressed about that milk smell for like a month and a half. Really? I, I tried everything to get it to go away. And then I knew that the bag smelled at school too, but we couldn't afford a new backpack, you know, like yeah. I had an LL Bean monogram backpack that was supposed to last me for like 10 years. Yeah, this is <laughs> you your know? backpack. This, this is the backpack. Is the backpack. So, it was so embarrassing for so many reasons. The weird smell at school, my mom being upset with the weird smell. You're the like whole spraying fact- it with perfume and stuff? I, the whole fa- Yeah, like why does it smell like your grandmother's perfume? It was weird. It was bad. I was <laughs> a stupid nine-year-old, dude. <laughs> there was a period of time in my middle school where they changed milk from cartons to bags. Oh, like Canada does That's things? the correct response. This is the grossest experience I ever had when somebody tried to get me to drink milk from a bag. Like That's I'll never thing fig- it was like a country. it was a That's first like- day of school thing. They were like here and they like put this like Capri Sun like boob implant on my thing full of milk. Whoa. And it's what? just like no. ew, like you, you could squish it. Yeah, it wasn't like a Capri Sun. No, no it was like a bag. No. Like nope. if you had like a Ziploc bag but without the seal, it's just a bag of milk no. and you could like no. squish it and it wiggled around and How did you drink it? Oh, was there you like stuck a-, a you stuck a like a straw through the bag. That's bad. That's milk is bad to get. It on was things. so gross, and I'll never. It's one of those crazy things. I'm like, whose brand ass idea was it to do this? Who can't afford some freaking cardboard? <laughs> some some engineer was like, this is what I build my. This is going to save so much money. This is it. This is, this is we say. I stopped drinking milk. Is what happened. <laughs> that was it. I stopped drinking milk, and I think I shamed everybody in my circle that I was like, "Ew, you're gonna. What are you doing?" I, I, for months after the milk, the great milk incident of my fourth grade year, I did not take a milk at lunch. And the, the lunch lady was like, don't you want the milk? I'm like, no more milk. No There'll milk. Be no more milk. I've had a traumatic milk-based experience. There'll be no more milk. Uh, it Thankfully, it only lasted like one year. The next year we came back and the milk cartons were back. I think a lot of people like me just stopped drinking we made it to a whole year of milk boobs and they didn't like think this was that's a exa- And idea. I mean, I, I know that's like crass, but that's ex- that's the perfect analogy to make you experience what it was like. How do you think they stored them? Was it just like a- They just stack them. Yeah, they pull so out like a box open- and they rip open the box and they were just like bags of milk. And, and they looked like a- implants. Like when you see them like on surgeon shows and stuff, that's what it looked like. I hate it so much. There was just a fridge so that was gross. filled with boxes of bags of milk. And no one thought, no one sat there and thought, there's an obvious boob analogy here. But we're going so, with it anyway. It was yeah. so gross. Ooh, I hate that. I hate that almost as much as the milk smell in my backpack for like three months. I hate that. That shit's bad. I Crazy don't like stuff. That. I didn't know Canada did that. I don't think they do it like that. Like other countries sell milk instead of in cartons or like jugs. They sell them in bags. And it's like a, yeah, it's a thing, but. Like Capri Sun I, though. No, but like, yeah, but big. They, that's how they sell their house. So like, I wouldn't think milk. like Capri Sun is a bag. It's, it's a so container, bad. but it's not like a bag. But it's, not a, but it's like rigid. A, it has like, on, it has a skeleton. Kind of. Yes. But still, you can then have it's a, not bag. a bag. Oh boy. <laughs> You're probably right. A pouch? Is that a yeah, better? Yeah, th- uh, that's better. That's a pouch or like a sack. Yeah. A sack of milk is a gross <laughs> thing to say. 
it out loud. Like, just think about what you. Well, you remember, I, I bought my. I, I'm fresh off the heels of buying this. I bought my own Christmas present this year, and I bought like a six foot bean bag that's know, driving my wife nuts. It's insane. I, I swear to you, every day I wake up, it's bigger than it was the day before. Well, it un- once you unpack it, that, that material it's does so expand. Big. And uh, the website I bought it from is called Ultimate Sack. <laughs> and they know what they're doing. You can't they know what they're. Yeah, doing. you can't not think what you think. And I was like, this is the worst name for this company. <laughs> I. It's funny because there is a company called Love Sack. Yeah. That I was like, we were considering buying a couch. This is the they cheap make a- version of that. Yeah, but Love Sack's also the a bad sectionals. Movie. Yeah, the it's sectionals. Great. And they're great. They look amazing. I, I tried to show my wife that, but they're like eight grand. I was like, never mind. We built the one we wanted to build. It'd be like three or four. But uh. we we went to Best Buy, and in the Best Buy before COVID, they had that. They had a setup where they would like snap let the you part play for with you and yeah, like, play with it and show you how play it with works. Legos. Uh, you know how I feel about that. My husband's just like was sold, and then the COVID thing happened. And I saw deal with it one sectional that was basically a bed. <laughs> You can totally build it three it by just, three. Yeah, it was just a giant square, and I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> One of my great, like, if I was ever a rich person dreams is, like, a, a floor with a couch built into it. Like yeah. a hot tub. Yeah. Hot tub, but a floor couch. Yeah. And it's like a square like that. That, that's that weird a dude with, like, all the girlfriends in Tiger King had a room like that. That's true. The entire yeah. room was, like, a sofa that's room. That's what I want. With tigers want- and stuff. I want that, but with less tigers and uh, less weird and a big screen TV. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> like, good. I want a movie room, but it's I bought the counting. the beanbag f- specifically to play games upstairs because like, that's where yeah. I'm playing uh, Sack Boy actually to bring this all Aww. full circle. And uh, I was playing Sack Boy's Great Adventure or whatever it's called, and uh, I hated sitting like a, I had to sit on a stool because we don't like my my living room is longer than it is wide. Oh, so your like couch is very far back. It's from, like, far away from the TV. It's like that's twenty to, feet. That's hard to play games. It's on. Way too damn it's, far. It's too far. So I gotta put a chair in the way. So I've got like the little chairs that you like fold out, like at you know at camping or something. Yeah, tried that. Can't sit in that for an hour and play no. a game. No. And then I got like a stool. Made my back hurt. Right, and it's like nothing's working. And I was like, "What are we gonna do?" And I was like, "Well, I know what I'm gonna do for Christmas. I want a gaming chair. I want something I can lounge in, and I want it sure. good, not some cheap garbage, fifty dollar Target thing. I want a good, like yeah. this is a thing that I like to do, quality chair." Understand. And I got that beanbag for half of two hundred bucks. Yeah, they're not bad. They're we had them when we first built this basement that I'm sitting in right now, where the futon behind me is right now. There were two of those big. Nice. Bags. Because we just, it was just us. There oh, were no man. kids. I sat in there the other day and played Sackboy for three hours and it was. I, I my, can't tell you how many times I fell asleep. And my cat like, curled up to me yeah, and I got my right? little, I got my little blanket. I was like, I could just not move. So good. Now I have like one of the, the pop out like pod chairs, the circle ones. Yeah. That's what my daughter um, that, was going for. And I'm like, a, I'm small and it's perfect for me because yeah. I can put my feet up and it's like the best. I wrap myself in burrito and blankets because sure. this basement is a freaking tomb. It's cold as hell down here. So, yeah. Huh? I don't know. That's going to do it. It's Boom. two hours and 10 minutes of okay. getting to know Elaine from the Xbox Empire. We hope that you are having a wonderful Christmas. And the holidays, and that you're enjoying this little treat. And remember, if you like this show, 
and what it does. We got a bunch more of them over at the Patreon, patreon.com slash PSVG. For $3 a month, you get access to all of our exclusives. We don't have different tiers and all that. All of our exclusive stuff is at $3. So you get the DLCs once a month, get um, dollar cinema or movie reviews, um, all of our extras, strong style, everything. We'll go there. Bored with everything. It's the one I'm oh, yeah. Bored with everything is a lot like this. It's a very topical kind of current thing, whatever they're doing, whatever you they want to talk about. And uh, you've got to go do board with everything at some point, Elaine. Yeah, I'd love to. You're like, gonna tell love, those, get, you love get talk me, with kids. Josh and Kyle. I would, so. I would love to hang out with Josh and Kyle and talk nonsense. And if, if well, I'm sure we'll do another DLC in the future. So if people want more of my life <laughs> or just get at me on Twitter, you can find me on Twitter at ET Dragon if you want to hang out. Cool. Well, with that, Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye, guys. Peace. <laughs>